Jibido They're going to cut to this moment in the stream. Yeah, sorry. You are sitting in a pocket dimension. You created a small portal to this dimension using rope trick in the last session. And through it, at great cost, mostly to her, you were able to pull the avatar of Oara, Laredith, to safety. It only cost her her wings, which were torn off in the process, along with the magical prison that she was being held in. And so we find you now sitting in the near silence, except for the smooth jazz and plush carpeting of your pocket dimension. You have cauterized Laredith's wounds, so she's not bleeding out. She's been stabilized, but she lies unconscious next to you. And it's been about 30 minutes. And you know that to recover any of the abilities you've spent to get that extra magical boost, you need a certain amount of time to focus, to study your spell book, to put the pieces back together. You need a full hour. Your rope trick lasts for one hour. But unfortunately, you spent the first minute of this one stabilizing and protecting Laredith rather than sitting and studying. And so you know that 60 seconds face you at the end of this rest where you will be in your current state, bruised, battered, bleeding, trying to protect an unconscious avatar underwater in the ocean with not one but two aboleths. And you only know where one of those aboleths is. Looking out the small porthole, if you will, of your submerged pocket dimension, you're looking basically straight down towards where Skull Cavern was before the ceiling caved in, and you can see one aboleth is just kind of circling down there, unsure of exactly where you went, but certain that you're in the area. The other, who knows, somewhere in the murky depths below. What's going through your head? What's going on? If anything, are you doing anything? I think the first 10 minutes, <clears throat> you see Jeb take his, his jacket off and his hat and he sets it down to the side and he's got like this this linen shirt underneath it and like these, these short trousers. Um, and you see him pull his shirt off up over his head. He's got like bruises and he's got that gunshot wound in his shoulder from earlier. Um, and he is he is quite beaten to heck and his his fur almost looks like wet in certain places from where he's been bleeding and you see him rip the shirt apart and he bandages and stuff up just tries to to staunch the blood and, and whatnot and every once in a while while he's doing this he's just kind of like looking over at Laredith and thinking and planning the next 10 minutes or so um there's a there's a circular trail cut in the in the thick plush carpet where Jeb has been pacing in circles with his book open flipping through sketching things down like going over spells and trying to figure out what he can what he can do um he kind of kind of goes through in his mind he's like come on you You've always got a plan. You've always got a plan. And uh, he, he comes across some, some interesting things about uh, using spent spell shells, being able to, to condense and repack some, some of the minor components into larger ones. And 
but it's it's going to take it's going to take probably more time than he has now. Um, and he spends the last ten minutes. He's got his feet sitting in that depression cut into the carpet in there, and he's been writing in the back of his journal letters to to each of the guys just his contingency plan you know if if all things go south um he puts instructions on what to expect when they touch the rod and try to attune to it trying to give them any advantage he puts his his notes um on uh he, he tears a, a piece out of one of his books and that has his notes on, on Laredith and her being instrumental in casting the, the spell that will banish the Aboleths and how only she can hallow the ground and only she knows where it is. The one place in all the world that this spell can be cast. Packs all of his stuff up and... Uh, takes the rod, dislodges it from Big Boy, slides it into his pack, and in a reverse style, almost like a like a chute hanging off of the front of her, he puts his pack and he straps it to the front of Laredith. Gives it a little pat, almost like like sending a little paper ship off down the river. And uh He's got his plan. They're, uh, they'll be fine. Don't worry about them. They can take care of themselves. You just gotta focus. You know what you're doing. You gotta, you gotta back up plan. And another. We shouldn't need to get to plan D, but if we do, and he looks at that pack, they're going to be all right. And uh, he pulls out his blunderbuss and he's ready to get to work. And what does he do? He's like, all right. Remember how he rehearsed? Kind of talking to himself in his head. Step one. He stands at the edge where the water, the ocean water is lapping up into the uh, the pocket dimension and leans his legs to the side and, and bends like big breath boom, plunges his head down into it and is going to cast rope trick straight down he has stuffed the, the other end of the rope from that is connected to Laredith he's, he's cut it free from the rope trick, and, rope trick and stuffed it into his gun and boom shoots it right down before he almost does, directly in front before he does you are going to pick another player to roll a percentile die box alright Fox you're going to roll a percentile die if you roll beneath a 50, then the Aboleth circling below does not see Jeb poke his head out. If the Aboleth does see, it's going to get a chance to use a reaction as Jeb is casting this spell. 
Come on, Fox. You're muted. This wow. is killing me. <laughs> I got a 22. Beneath a 50, the Aboleth does not go. see. As you poke your head out, Ooh. you catch a glimpse in the distance of okay. the Aboleth making its circle and it's facing exactly away from you at this moment in time. You know that you've got probably six seconds before it spins around and sees you. All right. So I cast the spell. It fires a another rope trick dimension, but it's upside down. It's facing down. He pulls the rope, rope taut, grabs Laredith, like pops back into where he is, grabs Laredith, and jumps down through it, through this like one foot of water, boom, boom, into the other one. Awesome. As Jeb makes that jump, I'm going to roll a percentile for the Aboleth you cannot see. And it's going to be the same, the same DC of 50%. And this one needs to also roll underneath to not see you. Here comes the roll. That's a 19. It does Let's not go. see you. So the... I was worried. I thought that was a 91. Oh, I realized after <laughs> the fact that I, I picked up two of the tens place ones. It's okay. Um, it was always going to be... The stone dice are even on top of the metal dice on, on my little dice tray here. So, I gotcha. Uh, so you make it without any interference into the next safe point for yourself, into another um, rope trick dimension. And as you sit down... You are confident that you have the hour you need to follow the loose instructions you found in uh, Grandpa Cole's journal and see if you can condense some of your spent spell shells into a new improved magical spell shell that maybe you can use when this spell ends. We cut from there to the Feywild where sitting on a cloud, you... The four of you, Savage Tempest, Alan Wadrier, Zothkug, and Fox, you are seated cross-legged, some of you holding mugs. Uh, Fox actually is not, I'm sorry. Fox is laying on his back. You have the three of you holding mugs and being offered tea by Andromeda, the Silver Star, a pale-skinned woman with long, wavy hair that glows along with her freckles like starlight. And... She says, would you like tea? I would. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, if I if I could ask a, a quick question about where we are and what, what's currently happening. Um, our friend, as we, as we said before, is still on the other side and we don't know exactly where he is. How, how does time work where we are now? Does it, does it function the same as where we just left? Is it, does it move at the same rate? She reaches out and begins filling the tea mugs of everyone who's reached out towards her. And she looks towards you and she says, You are well read. Time here is different than time where you came from. But at this particular point, we are very close to the meeting point of my world and your world. And at a place like this, time functions nearly the same. See how the sun is at high noon, and as you look down below the cloud you're sitting on, you can see the sun is down beneath you, shining up, the water of the ocean above you rippling. 
When the sun is at high noon, you can always tell that the Feywild is nearly aligned with the material plane. The echo of each area will overlap. And as you journey further from these points, you will see the sun begin to go down. And when the sun reaches dusk, you are fully in the Feywild. And at that point, well, there's no telling what time will do. Interesting. Uh, I, I only ask because that, it, I, I believe, and Alan will kind of look towards the rest of the party, will affect uh, what time we spend here resting versus what time we spend here uh, planning to go, to go save our friend. Is it possible for us to go back? That is an interesting question. I'm not certain. As we were leaving, the place we were, my home, on your world, was, I believe, destroyed, or to be more accurate, flooded. And as she says this, the clouds beneath you begin to gray and thicken towards storm clouds, and the ocean above you begins rippling a little bit faster and developing waves and white caps as you can feel the tension mounting in her voice and you can see it in her shoulders. And I'm not certain what implications that has for us to return there. Mm. Is is there a way of trying trying it out? I'm not saying we need to do that now. Well, I can certainly shift back from here to there. But to arrive there, submerged underwater, who knows how deep... Not particularly smart, and it well, seems as though one of your party might be responsible for this submersion of my home. Ooh. Well, we were under the Umbral Sea. And I have no idea what or where Jed was and what he did um we did uh, out of game we did see the aboleth right you saw one aboleth riding the water down towards yep. you just as the dragon plane shifted okay. you into the Fe- it's not really a plane shift but shifted you yeah. into the feywild and, and uh, savage is the only one who saw jeb flying towards the roof of skull cavern and then disappear as he used um magic tunnel we also saw one, uh, an aboleth as we were leaving. I don't know if you caught that when you were transferring us, but uh, that is also of great concern. Oh, I know of the Dark Ones. What, if if I may ask, and if we are kind of at an impasse at this point, um, well, first, I, I, I must say, uh, Zoth, have you, do, you, do you see the state of Fox? And Alan will kind of... <laughs> Point at Fox and uh, is is Fox awake? What's what's Fox? I'm literally doing, doing what I'm doing right now, which Fox is just staring is, off into the distance. Fox is <laughs> laying on his back, still missing a leg. The wound cauterized because it was caused by radiant energy. Um, staring up at the the ocean that is above you. Uh, I, I, Zoth, if if that is within your power to begin mending or in some way helping. I, I am curious, what do you know of the Dark Ones? I'm going to go over to Fox's leg and, and do a medicine check on it just it's to make missing. sure. Well, yeah, I meant to make sure that it, like, 
like the carterization is okay, not infected, and tend oh, to it any. I see. Okay, go ahead and roll medicine. <laughs> it's gone. I thought for a second you were like trying to diagnose like <laughs> oh, what no, happened no, to no, his no. leg. I was like, well, it isn't on anymore. <laughs> uh, non-natural twenty. The oh. wound has been properly cauterized. You don't see any signs of infection. Um, it's a nasty cut, and it's just above the knee joint. Ooh. Okay, I'm going to put some bandages on it and at least cover it. Okay. To prevent infection. Yeah, and Zoth is maybe able to, like, you know, make some kind of poultice out of plants that kind of, like, soothes the pain a little bit. Fox, it doesn't make it go away, but it kind of, like, soothes it. You okay, man? Oh, wait, Savage is going to, like, remember something? And he's going to reach into his jacket and remember that his adventure through all those uh, hallways and rooms that took him everywhere. He did take a whole basket of croissants. So he's going to bring them out to the table for everyone to have while we're having this discussion. NT. You saved some of my pastries? I'm so thankful. Wow. What an honor you have bestowed upon me i've only just taken a, up baking in the last 150 years i'm still very new to it room? dang you, it we went in the wrong room Alan. what do you think of them she seems I to have completely the- forgotten about fox and Owlin's existential question as she's distracted by the fact that her pastries have been brought back and <laughs> onto the cloud what do you think of them very replenishing i would say Alan, uh, sorry a couple of them were crushed room. but well, you know, there's uh, nothing quite as restorative as freshly baked bread. I'm not sure if we chose the rooms. I think they sort of chose us. But in any case, I, I, I would love to know, what do you know of the Dark Ones? And what, what do you remember leading up to your imprisonment? Just, I, I, I would love to know what your context is on this, on this situation. You ask deep questions. May I have the names of those for whom I would unravel the deepest secrets of the universe? Lothka. I'm Alan. I nudge I'm, Fox. Uh, I'm Savage. I'm, I'm, I'm Lily. Hello, everyone. Now... Now that we've gotten that out of the way, and as she turns you, it almost looks like she's filing away a little paper, like she's rolled something up and stowed it into the cloud. She sets it down and she sits back down and and looks back towards you. (sighs) You have given me your names. Should you speak of this to anyone, you will lose them. We are about to journey into secrets, darker and older even than the plane upon which you live. And she waves her hands and around you, the clouds that kind of spread out off into the distance begin swirling (laughs) until they have formed like a a wall of cloud around you, like you're in the eye of a hurricane storm. And as the rain falls in that cloud, it begins to form little mirages so that as she speaks, her words are illustrated in the walls of the cloud that she's talking about. The ancients you call the Aboleths broke through the far gates and overcame the soldiers of winter using a combination of manipulation and running water. If you don't know, the fey creatures have an interesting relationship with water. It is one of the reasons that I built my home 
upon an ocean. I am something of a liaison or an ambassador for the fey creatures. The Aboleths broke through the far gates where winter was supposed to be guarding against such things by manipulating their way through the forces there. And of course, Mother Winter came to me knowing the incompetence of the rest of the Winter Court and asked me to go and hunt them down. But by the time her message reached me, they had already found their way through from our world to yours. They then attempted to bring through a number of soldiers? What does one call creatures formed in the plane of Limbo? But whatever they were, they attempted to bring them along. They're sometimes known as darklings, these ones who the Aboleths corrupted. They are... Well, they were already in, in big doo-doo, uh, if you take my meaning. They, uh, they, they used to serve in the summer courts, and they did some stuff, and the summer queen was not happy about it. And boy, you do not want to make her unhappy. And she bestowed upon them a curse with some light and some stuff, and it's not really important right now other than for you to understand that they're particularly susceptible to being convinced that everyone's evil and they should just burn the world down. And that's what the Aboleths really seized on with them. And the Aboleths painted for them... Uh, a picture of what the world could look like if they could overthrow their connection to the Sealy Court, if they could free themselves of this curse, which of course can't be done. Magic originates here. It's not like you can just turn it off. You can suppress it. You can hide it in things, but you certainly can't switch it off. And so they attempted to bring the Darklings with them. One of the ways they crossed over, I believe is in the south of your region, and it is known as Nottery. It is a city belonging to the merfolk and has in it a large university, a place filled with arcane magics. Now, what you should know about our two regions is that they mirror each other not geographically, but emotionally. In places in your world where a secret is kept, you can often find secrets here. In places in your world where great concentrations of magic are kept, you can often find them here. And so using one of these pools of magic, the Aboleths were able to create a new rift for themselves, a door to enter into what I believe you call the Underdark. And once they were there, they were out of my domain. So I returned here, and I left them alone. 40, maybe 50 years ago now. I had no idea the depths or the breadths of their plans. I was not expecting them to imprison me. And as she speaks, you can hear a little bit of a growl at the back of her throat that is decidedly draconic. There are debts to be paid and collected. But first, I think I need to visit the winter and summer mothers, and speak with them about perhaps setting aside their differences. Those two courts, by the way, have been locked in combat for as long as the world has existed, whatever. They just they don't like each other. They don't even know why. I know why. The mothers know why. But the queens don't know why. It's just part of their nature. And it's, it's best that way. So we're not even going to venture there. Why risk you screwing it up and losing your names, right? So anyway, uh, I think it would be best if we could have the Feywild join forces with you mortals. 
in an attempt to prevent the Aboleths from achieving their goal, which is, of course, to destroy pretty much everything and rule over the plane of limbo once they've done that. And that's pretty much what I know. And then she sits back and takes like a really calm sip of her tea and just like, and the, the rain begins to fade and the clouds begin to spin back out into the world around and the sun begins shining up on you again. And that's pretty much the state you're in with the exception that the ocean above you continues waving the waves getting larger and larger. Mm. Well, that's interesting. Um, I'm sorry, did you just offer us, quote-unquote, an army? No. You offered to help us. Yeah, with... I, I offered to command an army. I, I, uh, we wouldn't, I, I don't serve people. <laughs> people serve me. I mean, look at me. An army and to for help a second, us. she, like, leans back, and her draconic form takes over. She's like, I mean, look well, at me. And all of a sudden, you're looking up at an ancient moonstone dragon, uh, green fur overlaid <laughs> on white skin, well, neck stretching up about 150 feet above you to lap at the ocean and get a drink. And then she sits back down, and she's the humanoid form again. Well, we've now freed you and Garlo. Um, oh, you know Garlo. How's he doing? Um, uh, he's better. getting better. Yes, uh, he he was in a similar state to you when we found him. Um, all the, uh, all the uh, avatars are. Yes, they're all being uh, all of them. They're all except as, for K. Yes, K K. We believe is simply missing adrift um, in the skies. Ad- but uh, everyone else, as far as we know, is being used as conduits to suppress magic, as you were describing previously. Um, oh, there's including- one other that wasn't imprisoned, but was. I can't remember her name off the top of my head right now. But was it Laird? Laird. Well, well, Laredith we, is with Wash right now. I was say, well, oh, well no. we are. We, what do you know of Laredith and her imprisonment? What part did she have to play in in what we came into kind of disrupt here? Laredith, Avatar of Awara. We were friends. I assume she's dead now, but if she's not, if you've managed to save her, then great. We're still friends, probably. I don't know. It's been a while since we spoke. I don't really measure time the way that mortals usually measure time, so it's hard to know if it's been a while since we spoke in her mind, but I think it's been kind of a while. But anyway, Laredith and I, we go way back, centuries, eons, eras, and Laredith is, wow, she's got a brilliant mind. She's a big thinker. Uh, She, you know, really brought a lot of interesting things to your world what you would call innovation what we would call magic shape differently yes uh, a lot of the things that uh i learned in my childhood were were uh pioneered by her Hmm. yes well she was quite the pioneer if she was being used i imagine her energy was first and foremost being directed at controlling me which is a little awkward so we're gonna move right on if you speak about that either you're also you're gonna lose your names if you talk about the fact that i was in prison that doesn't that didn't happen that's not that's not canon <clears throat> so uh that's that's part of the deal we just made good 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 deal um what yes. what uh are we bound by this deal no matter like can you keep amending it is that a thing that how does this how does this spell work exactly you gave me your names for free these aren't contracts these are ransoms oh that hmm 
Okay. Alan's just gonna like sit back and be like, I hope La- if Lairdith's alive, I hope Lairdith is more agreeable. I'm just gonna <laughs> sit I'm just gonna sip my tea again. Just uh, um as so, you're sipping the tea, um those of you who are drinking it, you do regain all your hit points. Yeah. Um, just, I, the tea technically has a role, but since you're just sitting with her and having Let's tea, go. I'm assuming you drink enough. We're enough taking tea many like sips. Let's yeah. Go. Yeah. We're not gonna, we're not I'm on my that. third glass or third mug. I'm gonna add a second die to the tension pool as your conversation continues. Teacup of many sips. Chat added mm. the first one a little while ago. I know. <laughs> um. So we've been sort of sent on a quest, I guess you'd say, of rescuing everyone and getting the Rod of Seven Parts. The Rod of Seven Parts? Ooh, fascinating. Have we you found had, we I have one, and then our companion who is left behind has one. You have one? And she switches back into her draconic form in the blink of an eye, and her long neck stretches around you looking for it in your, like, inventory. She looks <laughs> in the pot. She sniffs. <laughs> Where is it? Her little forked tongue flicks out, trying to figure out where it is. Where do you keep it? I pull it out of the the pot. Oh, it was in the pot. I should have known. Ooh, is that a plant? I mean, tell me about the rod. And she, you uh, know, switches back into her humanoid form and looks towards it. uh, Well, the the plant, I believe, is a plant that was blessed by Crescendo, but that's just speculation. Um, I've been cultivating it. It has a little bit of magic in it. Very fun. Um. But the, the this is the the rod of wisdom. Ooh, are you very wise then? I'd like to think I am. Alan smiles in agreement, unknowing. Interesting. So you wish to unite the parts of the rod of seven parts. You wish to create a rod of one part uh, and use it to. Uh, Maybe not destroy the abolites. Um, once putting and for them all. together is apparently a very powerful endeavor. Oh yes, it will certainly kill you. So we're more more so uh, freeing the avatars, getting all of them together, getting all the parts, and then uh, ban- hopefully performing the ritual to banish the abolites. There's a ritual to banish abolites. Why hasn't anyone told me? I could have done it by now. Uh, we actually have been uh, told that it requires um, all of the avatars of the gods in order Each to... Each avatar knows one part of the yes. process. Similar so to needing all parts of, those, of the rod. It's one of those things parts too of the powerful for one person to know all yeah. the detail. <sighs> Classic avatars. That is correct. <sighs> so, I can't believe them. It does if, make it somewhat inconvenient lose... to do, but I believe that it will be necessary. If we lose Laredith, then um, there goes a part of the ritual that we cannot get back. You look over and she's playing with a like a really beat up wooden yo-yo. You have no idea how many centuries she's had it, but she's mm. like. Sorry, what are we talking about again? Alan is going to like uh, lean over to Zothkug and attempt to. Uh... <laughs> If he has to roll stealth, that's okay. He's going to attempt to basically like whisper to him, like, I don't think she's going to be as much help as Garlel. GMV has put the third die in the tension pool. Uh, we have to... She's the next piece, though. We have to at least get the next process. Um, Path piece. Can somebody pass me tea? 
I got it. I'm gonna, hold, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna hold Fox's head up and give him some tea really quick and make sure he swallows it and doesn't choke on it. Um, well, his neck. Do, she doesn't <laughs> pat his head a little bit. She doesn't it's okay, have but a piece of the rod. I mean, it's it. She we she do need her to like. There, there. I think she just gave us all the information she's willing to give us. She seems pretty uninterested with some of the plights of the world. Obviously, the Feywild army will be very helpful, but. Other than that, I don't know if this is a place we need to dilly dally in for too long. I could especially, be persuaded to trade some information. Alan do will want? do like a big eye roll. Like, ah, oh, <laughs> man, it's one of these people. <laughs> like, um, uh, well, what what do we have that you want? I'm not sure. What do you got? The rod of seven uh, parts is cool, but I understand you seem to like want that, so that's probably not up for trade. Allows us to cast magic and us being able to do that is very critical to our operation. Mm, unfortunately, magic works here. Wait, when you say trade information, do you mean literally as in we lose the information and you gain it? You're cunning. Okay, just this time you can trade something else and I'll get the information and give it to you. Good save, Fox. Fox, maybe you should handle this. Sure, you alright? So I'm gonna sit him up a little bit so yeah. he can like start Fox's to white face with head. a handful of HP. <laughs> when Sa when Savage uh, like like lifts Fox up a little bit, Alan's gonna go over to Fox and be like, "I think this is kind of like like Kyvan Part Two. Tread carefully." Did you say Kyvan? And the dragon's head is right there next. Alan's to you. gonna Alan's gonna like just head like face palm and be like, "Oh no, they're friends." Is he still alive? I don't know. That sounds like information that you would like to know that we have ownership of. No, that was just Stab. general shock. That dude's old as dirt. Why? I, I can't agree with that. Yeah. I think we can all agree with that. He's old and he's not very nice. She sits back down cross-legged in her humanoid form. He was a bit hostile. Ooh, gotta tell me a secret I don't already know. It's what unreasonable terms. I just Alan's need your like names. Alan's <laughs> just gonna like put his hands in his face, just like like in his head mentally going, that's what you literally just asked us for. No, uh, I'm not asking you for information, she says, he hearing he, your thoughts he, echo around oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the Wild or something. I'm not asking for information. I'm asking for like, I don't know, trade me something. What do you have? Um, um, do you have any yo -yos? I have. Do you a... want a magic leaf? Oh no. How magic is it? How do you define the quantity of magic? I don't know. You gotta tell me. How magic is it? Uh, Zoth, let me, um, <clears throat> let me handle this. Um, <laughs> we have an item capable of doing many magical feats. Even though uh, the Abolists have tried their best to suppress magic. Um, mm. So it makes it unique in that regard. Mm. It is a form of looks at Zoth plant magic. <laughs> Zoth gives you a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> it appears to be some form of plant magic. <laughs> Very powerful plant magic. <laughs> mm. Unsuppressible plant magic. Unsuppressible. Well, 
English. We haven't been able to suppress it. <laughs> Fold it in half for me. I will. Point is off. I'll hand Fox the leaf. A leaf. I, I mean, you could have done it, but okay. <laughs> I folded it in half. Kind of. That seems squinting a little bit. That seems suppressible. Like you're already pressing. You just need to suh. Can you suh? She like leans <laughs> leans forward with her draconic head and sniffs it. Hmm. Well, after me pressing on it and you saying suh, can you do something with it, Trevor? I mean, uh, Zoth. He hasn't lost his name yet. <laughs> can you can you can you show that we even though we have pressed and saw on it that it still works i can i'll take the leaf and i'll channel the magic from it and cast um the sacred flame with it ooh ooh ooh, ooh. do it again do it again Mm-mm-mm. we don't we, this is a limited supply so we don't want to uh, burn it all up before you determine it's worth trading. But I want it. Well, what are you willing to trade for it? How about a stick? Uh, does the stick have any magical properties? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Cool that doesn't looking. sound very appetizing. Are you sure it's cool looking? Uh, show me this stick then. <laughs> I whispered to Alan, for all I know, it's another rod of the seven bars. Alan <laughs> <laughs> just like shrugs. He's like, this is this. He, he's like, kind of like, okay, I thought this dragon was going to be like super cool and helpful. And this dragon is kind <laughs> so of the opposite stolen of stolen our right names now. and demanded a leaf as trade. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she she right. reaches into the cloud and it's almost like someone who's going through a box. Like she begins chucking stuff over her head. And instead of flying away into natural gravity, it flies upwards and splashes into the ocean above um and so it's like you know a dumbbell comes out several dead bodies come out a whole tree comes out a couple squirrels go rules they like fly up to the, like just, she's just really throwing all of it and then eventually she lifts up a stick and it's um it's not a stick it is one of the stone replicas of the rod of seven parts from udril that can summon one of the dire wolves from the kingdom of Udril, like what um, Jeb was given. She goes, stick. Hmm. I don't know. I might be convinced. Hmm. Let me, let me do a team huddle over here. And since it's, we all got to crash down to Fox's level for the huddle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I like that. That Fox has been wheeling and dealing here, but from laying down, (laughs) that's a power move. Yeah, Chad hits you with Chad, the fourth tension Chad. Um, All right, so um, we all agree this is worth it. Uh, uh, I would think so. I mean, if it if it'll be able to summon a dire wolf, and if it like I don't know, maybe there's like an off off magic. off chance that it like is a piece of the rod. That'd be hilarious. Um, maybe we should inspect it. it first. Hmm. I think <clears throat> it's a really good deal. You look up, and she's right <laughs> next to you. Hmm. Can I inspect it? 
from there, and she holds it like she's holding it out <laughs> so it's over your head as you look up. Can I roll Arcana to see if it has magic in it? Sure. Uh, 14. Wait a minute. We have one on our person. Who has it? I think Jeb Doesn't has it. Jeb have it? Yeah, Jeb has it. He was given it by the king. If this, if, if she just straight up took it from Jeb's back. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got a 14. Uh, it seem it doesn't seem to have any inherent magical properties that you can decipher. Like, um, neither does Jeb's. Mm. It seems like an actual replica. Like, it seems exactly like what Jeb has. Okay. So. It looks like what Jeb has. Speaking of which, you... we also need to come up, figure, figure that out. Yeah. Oh, yes. Actually, what's yes, yes. I almost had a That's question our other about companion. this. Wait, 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 wait. Go ahead, Fox. We cannot uh distract from the conversation um we must finish our conversations before beginning others you have so many rules <laughs> i mean this is more just i'm trying to coordinate my side i mean i can't really control what you do so but may i ask where you have acquired said stick i found it hmm did you just now find it no Found it years ago. Alan leans over. She did say that time works differently for her. Your years. <laughs> I'm a dragon. You just can't hide things from our ears from like within 20 feet of us. Like we're just going to hear you. If it make you feel better, I can pretend not to hear you sort of. But like, I'm going to know what you said. That's, that's fair. It's more entertaining if if you just continue the way you are. Okay. Dragon say one. <laughs> Fox, do you have anything else that you want to ask here about um, this rod? You what? mean the stick? The stick, I guess the stick. I think it's worth a trade as long as its former owner was not one Jebediah Peppermint. I don't even know what a Jebediah Peppermint is. Is it like was a former? Is it like a different a flavor? No. No. Oh. I mean, technically, it's a mole. But no. <laughs> Um, Emolfolk was the previous owner of Emolfolk. Hmm. No. Previous owner was a short guy. Uh, probably a dwarf. I think we're okay. Okay, we will accept the trade? Question mark? As I look around. Alan will nod. Very good. Yeah. She hands you the stick and she takes the I leaf. I hand her a leaf. Ooh, and she like lays down on her back like a cat and plays with it. Okay. Um... Team Huddle, uh, and 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 Dragon. I guess you're a part of this huddle, whether we like it or not. Uh, what do we do? Um, we need to I'm find Jeb. Sure. We need to figure out if there's any chance she could, when she can take us back, but not under the bottom of the sea. <laughs> so above. So yeah, we somehow we need to be teleported back. To, so we're not going to be drowning. But we need to be able to reach Jeb. Or at least we you also, guys are, need to be able to reach there's Jeb. There's also an Abolith, so we need to deal with that, too. Mm. Uh, and two, also, two we don't know what exactly he is. We, all, we Wait, know what, is there's two? all we know is we sent him upward. Of course there's two of them. Didn't you see the other one? No. Uh, no, we only saw one, but I Where appreciate the other that one? information. Two. Uh, to be fair, we've also pretty much 
exclusively seen two when we've seen Aboleth, so that does That's make true. sense. Um, what? It, it sounds like, uh, Savage, you saw Jeb go upward, which made sense because he was probably going after uh, Laredeth. Um, however, what's difficult for me in this situation is discerning what Jeb's plan was and whether his plan relies on us being there in the cavern or us being here or what how can we assist him in what he was planning to do or did he have any plan to begin with I think that's what the tough thing is for me at this moment um, if Laredith was up there he was probably trying to save Laredith and that's as far as his actual plan probably got I, I believe that his plan was likely a little bit further than that, but I don't know if it was well thought out to the point of the minutia of whether uh, we were there to see him execute it. Moon Moon Dragon. Yes. Um if we were to describe one Jebediah Peppermint, who is in fact a person, a mofo, would you be able to find him without leaving this realm? Only if he's sleeping. Interesting. I mean, it'd be a really bad circumstance, but he might be. That's possible. We could try. <laughs> How is long would it take? Just count as sleeping. Is it possible to find this? Um, was Laredith? Sorry, saying the name right. Laredith. What's the avatar's name? Laredith. Is it possible to find her? If she's she sleeping. was. I believe that she is likely sleeping. Is really? unconscious to count as sleeping? I have no idea. I've never been unconscious before today. Hmm. I well, would I say let's try finding Laredith then. I or agree. That's most likely. I believe Laredith is the more likely one to be asleep. Hmm. Okay. Well, then let's all sleep. And she rears up her draconic form and breathes straight down onto you one of her breath weapons. Uh, as the purplish black sort of mist swirls over you, your eyes become heavy and dreary and droopy and you sink into a deep, relaxing sleep. And at first, Wait, you DM all is a magic. have normal dreams. But in the midst of your normal dreams, all of you are aware of a bright yellow door. And it seems like... No matter where, like, you know, if you see the door in an alleyway and you walk the other way, a little while after that, you see the door in the side of a building. And if you keep walking, the door just keeps showing up in your dream. And so eventually each of you are like, I guess I'll go through the door. Wait, since this is a dream, does Fox have both of his legs? Roll a (laughs) percentile die. If it's over 50%, Fox has both legs. Yeah, it's not. Wait, his feet are at his knees, and he's just walking around with little <laughs> yes. stubby legs. Uh, double zero is zero, right? Double zero is a hundred. Double zero is a hundred. Yes. Yep. Like on the one die. Yeah, zero zero. Right? You said both dies rolled a zero. No, 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 no. Like double zero on the one die. So double the other one. Yeah. What's on the, the other tens die? place? It's it's a tens? Six. So then it's just a six. Yeah, it's just yeah. A that's six what I now. thought. Okay. Yeah. So that is below a 50. I don't remember which eventuality was that. Is that his feet or his knees? I totally have legs. I think so. Yeah, you you have legs down to the knees and then feet on them. <laughs> your feet are where your knees were. He has 100 legs, chat says. 
Um, yeah, I'm also going to roll my uh, tension die here because I'm just about to add the sixth tension die to the pool. We're going to see so if anything interesting happens to you. Is it knees and then feet or is it knees feet, feet for knees? Oh, yeah. And then uh, are there shins below that? Uh, no. Underneath his feet? <laughs> no, yeah. there are not shins underneath his feet. <laughs> he put his legs on upside down. Or he's he's adventures like, in these. All right, eventually we'll waddle like through the yellow door and we get to the actual oh. part of the story. And on the other <laughs> side, um, you can see an A2 creature who is wandering around. She seems to be, well, Owlin, you've actually seen her before. You have, as a very young child, before leaving for the Aos Lore Foundation uh, to begin your scholastic journey, you saw um, Larodith give a lecture, basically, or a, or like a town hall type of presentation on some new thing she had innovated. And so you recognize this, this woman, um, but she is an A2 with wings that spread broadly out to the side and kind of curl to reflect her emotions at the moment. They're very relaxed. And she is wandering through a library and she's just kind of like taking a book off the shelf, checking the title, putting it back. She looks over and, and chat puts another die in the tension pool. Uh, love that. She looks Good over Lord. at you and she first recognizes Andromeda, the silver star who is escorting you. You didn't even see her, but as you walked through the yellow door, she closed it behind each of you. And once it was closed, you were in this library. She looks over and goes, Andromeda. Wow, it's been a long time. Has it been a long time? Oh, dear. These people wanted to see you anyway. And Andromeda just walks back to the wall and like sits down and reads a book. She's like just here to facilitate your conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, you wanted to see me? Uh, Laredith, um, not, I, I, I hope this doesn't spell disastrous consequences for this conversation. Are you aware that you are currently dreaming? I think I am now. She Perfect. straightens her glasses. Dreaming Andromeda makes sense. Okay. So we're speaking for that reason. Does that mean I'm dead? Am I, am uh, I dead? No, as far as we know, you are not dead. Be we believe have no inconvenient idea. if I was it, dead. I yes, I, I agree. I just organized all of my screws by size. It would be really frustrating. Alan like raises an eyebrow like, mm, yes, that would be right frustrating now. to die right before doing that. Yeah. Uh, what I was going to say is um, we believe, well, not we believe, you have been ensnared, entrapped, and your power is being siphoned by Aboleths. Well, that's and we believe inconvenient. You were with our friend Jeb in the outside world. Not sure if you have any recollection of that. We also believe that you're both in the middle of the sea. Under the Umbral Sea. The Umbral Sea. Uh, Alan, roll a persuasion check. Zothko okay. and Savage roll to help. Okay. So for Zoth and Savage, you're rolling to see if you can get above a 12 persuasion. If you do, it will give Owlin advantage for each person who rolls above. So up to triple advantage available. I would love some advantage. I got go for 13. it, guys. Okay, I got so 22. Get, all right, two advantages for Owlin. <laughs> Let's go, because I rolled terrible the first one. And I didn't roll great the second one, and I rolled the same for the third one. 11. 11. Total? Yeah. Wow. Sorry. I'm not sure. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. That. Have you validated all those facts? 
Uh, yes, I have. Well, we can all attest eyewitness testimony to the fact that we were all there, um, as well as we can in detail. I'll give you consistent accounts as to the way that they were siphoning the magic out of you. Mm. She straightens her glasses and she pulls a little pocket notebook out of a like a breast pocket of her vest that she's wearing. And she says, OK, uh, tell me how it works. She pulls a pencil that you didn't see behind her ear and clicks it open with her teeth and is ready to take notes. Uh, do you know of hotlines, the technology behind hotlines? Yes, I invented those. Mm-hmm. Yes, great. Um, they are being used to conduit the magic that is being siphoned from you uh, throughout Aruda, essentially. Um, they are being powered from, basically, a magical sigil, and then Alan could even, even if there's a book around him, he'll try to sketch out the sigil that he's seen around draw both Garland. That's historical Gar- fiction. Draw on this one. This is someone's thesis. He's bogus. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Al, Al, okay, headcanon. Alan sees it. It's like one of his professors from when he was learning, <laughs> and he was just like, oh, gosh, okay. Um, it's the professor uh, who, like, uh, flew the dragonfly Yes. Anyway, uh, he so he draws out the his recollection of the, like, Garlel, the one around Garlel, the, the one around the Moonstone Dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'm trying to remember. Alan looked up and saw that Laredith was up there. Um, did he see the spear between her wings and how that was like being being used? Like he that, saw it, that but thing? wouldn't know exactly how it was linked. Like he, you um, know, he couldn't okay. get any details, but he could see a spear sticking sure. out of her wings. Um, and uh, and so he'll 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 like draw that, and then he'll try to draw a sketch of like what he saw of her um, and the spear going through the wings, and like how the sigil was being around that. And and I theorize that in this specific case where you were trapped, uh, this was being the magic was being siphoned from you to power, and then he'll also. Sketch out the battery cells that they that they blew up <laughs> um, mm. to power these, which were then being used to distribute. Uh, but also the magical power, you know, to sort of self entrap you as a failsafe was also being used to keep the water from crushing you. In this case, they used a similar thing with Garlel, <laughs> where uh, when his when he was disconnected from his magical power, the failsafe against a giant ooze uh, was 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 broken, and the uh, ooze then came after us. And then also just something to add to this whole picture is that the uh, life crystal. Poor Andromeda was also mm, yes. poisoned, which I don't think anyone else saw other than Mavira. But that's what I was doing when I was away from the fight. For that, that makes a lot of sense. All of you forget Zothkug's name. Oh wow, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, um. Hmm. Oh. Alan's gonna like look wide-eyed at she, Fox. Like she looks mm. over at Zoth and cocks her head. Who are you? I'm. I'm so confused right now. Uh, we'll call you a big guy for now. Uh, anyway, okay, big guy. So, so um, the soul crystal. Um, as you, if if any of you happen to look towards the corner, you see Andromeda kind of chuckling to herself and then closing the book at, that she's reading and pocketing it and pulling out another book to read. Um, so you say all of this is all of this is happening right now, like, like uh, I'm sleeping yes. through an imprisonment involving a spear. Uh, that is correct. Or perhaps our friend Jebediah, um, it's quite possible that he has freed you at this point and uh, that he is currently trying to escape from the Aboleths with you in hand to revive you and uh, wow. basically 
bring you back to life so that we can or we can work together to stop the Aboleths using the Rod of Seven so, Parts and the so Incantation. So it's just him versus two Aboleths, huh? What are uh, my at odds? Yeah, shoot straight with me. Uh, we believe not great, which is why it, we believe it important for you to either wake up or find a way for us to join you. Gods, Andromeda, did you take Big Guy's name? No, I took someone else's name. We did make a deal. That's right. Big guy. That just, but that means the three of us don't have much time left before our names are gone too. If that's the case, well, well, no, it just simply means don't break that we deal. that we don't. And then he just kind of like looks at Savage and like shakes his head. Uh, yeah, just well, don't do that stuff. You said we said you weren't going to do. Yeah, that. Yeah, don't do that stuff. Um, anyway, uh, do you have any ideas, Larith? I know you're definitely an ideas person. I am an ideas person, uh, but I haven't. Like, I think I might have been unconscious before I got to this place. I was from a like I I was in the, the last thing I remember. I was on the floating peak. I was in my workshop organizing quite, screws. Quite interesting. That means. Well, Alan is going to search back in his brain and does he remember the fact that like, hey, we haven't seen Laredith in a while, like before the peak fell? Like, is that a thing that he remembers or was he just not aware at that point? He remembers. Sure. Okay. That is quite interesting. This has been in the works for a long time. I hate to uh, break Mm. sad news to you. Uh, The peak has fallen as well as the great library. Like she quite literally slowly fallen. takes off her oversized glasses and looks at you. Are you being serious right now? I am being completely serious. The fallen library is where Garlel was trapped. Roll a persuasion. Him. Roll a persuasion with advantage. Please roll better. Okay, I'm already rolling better. Fifteen. Uh, she rolled with disadvantage on a wisdom save against overwhelm. She just sinks to her knees like motionless in front of you and goes silent. Ah, uh, that, uh, Alan will like look at the rest of the party and be like, ah, that does make sense that that would traumatize her greatly. Um, that is quite unfortunate. Alan will attempt to, uh, kneel and put a hand on her shoulder. Um, is she sobbing? Is she saying anything? Like, can you make out anything just by like offering her comfort? She is tense, but not, she's not crying, but she's just like tensed okay. up and kind of, she's in shock. Okay. Library and the peak have fallen, but the people and the spirit of them live on. I am one of those that carries on the legacy of the knowledge that was taught there. I remember one of your lectures when I was just a child. I remember the education that I gained in the tower and it can be rebuilt. It has been rebuilt in the past. We can, we can fix this. Am I the only A2 left? That Alan's knowledge, is that true? Alan hasn't seen any other A2. 
Okay. Alan is just going to like just like hand was on back. Now hand is kind of like like hopefully comfortingly kind of like rubbing back and just I don't know if we can say for certain. You're right. There's not enough empirical data. Uh, okay. Okay. And she seems to be like retreating into her like inward scientist as she's like, okay, so if we take, if we take some measurements of the seismic activity from the fall, then we can figure out how far the ripple would have gone and the shockwave and the probably from the cat. And she like just begins scribbling frantic equations in her thing. And she goes, if we do that, it's, it, it, it crumbles. And eventually it like comes to a stop and she just looks up. And you can see like the very last thing on her sketch is the floating peak broken in half exactly mm. at the orientation it landed when you saw it, like, you know, fallen yeah. exactly the way that she's calculated exactly how it would have fallen. And she goes, how do you got to wake me up? Yes. How do we do that? Uh, I mean, I would try like shaking my shoulder or something. I'm, where where's this the the other one jeb you said there's a jeb with me yes that is correct okay well we're not with them why isn't he waking me up i don't know i'm an avatar right i should be able to i I should be able to do stuff i would think so i'm i'm not dead because i'm dreaming yes that's dead people don't dream that's at least i mean we have no empirical data suggests they don't dream but we don't know for sure that they do dream either so it would be unreasonable to suggest that i would dream if i was dead so that can't be right. Do you think you could be a jolted awake from this side? I don't know. Pinch me. She holds out an arm. Alan pinches her. Nothing happens. Nope, that didn't mm. work. Hmm. Maybe you're unconscious. That's not great. Hmm. Obviously, you just experienced great emotional shock and that didn't wake you up. Can I heal you through here? Mm, I have no idea. Andromeda can does that work? Does it can people heal from inside dreams? Andromeda looks at me and goes, I don't know. I've been alive for three eras and no one's ever tried it. I'd- All right. I'm gonna uh approach her and cast cure wounds on her. All right. I'm gonna clear the tension pool and Did depending you, on what happens, what belly it put, might work. Do you see what belly put in the chat? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's a little too strong to be a boon. Uh, chat for those of you listening on Spotify, just chat has suggested they just pinch her and it works. <laughs> Wake uh, up. Boon is a way to tweak current circumstances that makes the narrative interesting, not necessarily solves or resolves a conflict. Um, uh, if if it does work, she'd heal eighteen. Okay. Health. So she does heal eighteen health. A lot oh. of things happen at once. The first thing is you touch her and heal her, and she vanishes. Jeb, you are nose buried in your spell book when next to you with a gasp, Laredith <gasps> sits up and yeah. like eyes wide. Yeah, probably shocking you as well. Just <laughs> sits up. She looks over at you. She looks up out the porthole at the water. She sees the aboleth circling overhead. She goes, ow, my shoulders inside the dream at the same time as Laredith wakes up, the four of you hear a door slam shut. And you look to the other side of the library and walking into the library through the door upright, walking on its little lashing tentacles is an aboleth 
that has found its way into the dream somehow. Andromeda oh. has put her book down and is trying to open the yellow door and it won't. And the Aboleth looks mm. towards you and it goes, where's your friend? Owlin, make a wisdom safe. Oh, golly gee willikers. That's the most Owlin exclamation ever. <laughs> I am so sorry for how I'm rolling tonight. More no. accurate. Seven. Go better. Seven. No. And you know what that means. It means it's story time at the Wing Badger Tavern, and we'll be right back. <laughs> oh! That was all the intro. That's insane. Kotis. Awara. Long ago, the four ancients created a world in harmony. Then, everything My wife is yelling angrily from upstairs. Only <laughs> master of good vibes, could stop them. But when the world needed him most, he vanished. Two years have passed, and four adventurers have discovered a conspiracy, a company selling magic. And although their roleplay is great, they have a lot of XP to earn before they're ready to save anyone. But I believe they can save the world. Welcome back to the table. Before we get back into the session, let's Whoa. meet tonight's players for just a second. We're going to go left to right, top to bottom. Hey, I'm Wash. I play Jebediah Peppermint, the gun wizard molefolk, and I'm ready to kick the doo-doo out of some abolets. <laughs> What's happening, guys? I'm Sir T-Sav. I play Savage Tempest. I'm here uh, joining the crew as a uh, an extra. And yeah, it seems that I'm about to go hand-to-hand -hand with an Aboleth as well. What's up, guys? I'm Jake. I don't have a cool streamer name. <laughs> I play <laughs> Alan Woodreer. And uh, Alan Woodreer, who is an Azamar Storm Herald Barbarian artif artif Artillerist Artificer, who's about to maybe be dead or mind-controlled. We'll see. Hello. I am Trevor. I play Big Guy, the Orc Cleric of the group. <laughs> And I'm Matt. I play Fox, the rogue changeling, part bard, part uh, cripple, part doesn't know what's about to happen, but. And I'm Joshua, your game master. And without further ado, let's get back to tonight's Dungeons and Dragons session. Um, we're going to start in the pocket dimension with Jebediah Peppermint and. Laredith, who has just sat up looking frantic. She looks over at you and begins talking a mile a minute. Are you Jebediah? Okay, so what my understanding is that the peak fell and then there was some magic and then some stuff was suppressed and then above us there's an abolesh here. One, maybe two abolesh here and we have to fight the abolesh and that's probably not going to be easy and I am surprisingly, I'm having a hard time finding like magic to channel and also what in the heck happened to my shoulders? They're so sore right now and I'm just very what is going on? What are you doing with that? Uh, <clears throat> where are my manners? Hi, I'm Laredith and she like straightens her glasses again. I um uh Okay. Couple things. Uh-huh. Yes. 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 Correct. Because of the imprisonment and the way that you were able to get out of it. He points to the wings. Yes. Yes. Also yes. Yes, there are two. Very dangerous. Yes. And I have a plan. She begins processing all the information at once. Okay, what's your plan? 
she sits down oh, cross-legged next to you. <laughs> All right. And Jeb pulls out his little handy dandy five step. Nope. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven step plans. Step one, rest. We have already done that. Step two, rope trick down. We have already done that. Step three, heal. And Jeb kind of like messes with his wound. Um, step four, repack shells. And he holds up a big duffed to the brim, kind of janky. Maybe a little, like, charred number four spell shell. Um, step five, we're going to ritual cast Zonde. Step six, wait. Step seven, run like the Dickens. And then we've got contingencies. And Jeb goes over his contingencies as well. Interesting. Do you know someone named Cole? Yes, my grandpa's name's Cole. Well, short guy like you. He passed away a while ago. Oh, I'm um, sorry to hear that. Yeah. Um, I, um, thanks. I met him at some point in a tunnel, and he was working on a thing that looked a lot like that. And she points at your smaller blunderbuss, but he had a couple of design things that weren't right, but we were able to work it out in like just a little quick session of brainstorming and stuff together. Um, so that's You helped cool. him out with this? This is this is his. Like, I've been, I've been studying it, and I've been using it. I have his journal. Yeah, so take a look at how this, and she begins explaining to you the mechanism on the back of it. And so if you use oh, it like this, and then, okay. it, you know, and it moves in this direction, and that's how uh-huh. we were able to get some of these other things to work. And she oh, just starts, like, explaining I thought that was just, like, a hinge. No, it's, oh, it's, it's not just a hinge. <laughs> just a hinge. Come on, we can make more than one purpose for one item here. We're engineers, no, after all. Uh, okay, you sound so a little like my friend Alan. Oh, I think I just met him. Well, I, I probably, it doesn't really count as meeting him. I mean, have you really met someone if all you've done is speak to them in a dream, right? I mean, but I, yeah. Well, so I you might consider him. that, you know, the mind is the essence of the person. So if your two mm. minds have met, that's probably meeting somebody more legitimately than if in person. Mm. That's something that Alan would say. I normally don't think mm. like that. Yeah, but it's a good point, though. Like, I can see it. It sounds That's very a good point. Alan-y. That's why it's something yeah. that he would say. Yeah, yeah. I can, I could see that. He makes lots of good points. Hmm. Yeah. Dreams, huh? Yeah, dreams. They were with, uh, uh they were, they were with, um, a uh, big guy, um, of some kind. Oh, yeah. also uh, don't know his name. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay, so, so all of them, yeah. Fox and Alan and Pup were there. All right, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, 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 and like the, uh, the elf guy too. Yeah. yeah, there was an elf there. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so this plan, how long do you need to get that, I mean, no offense, I understand you're working with improvised materials. No, that no, doesn't no, look good. like the most stable ammunition I've ever seen. Uh, well, you're not wrong, but it's never not worked. <laughs> so we're gonna, you know, that's kind of like my MO. Hmm. Not working? No, never not working. It's a, oh. it's a dirt folk saying. We got to talk about work-life balance when we're through this. And we cut from there back into the dream where an Abeleth has just um, placed Alan Wadrier under an enslavement. Alan, you, uh, I'm going to actually send you some messages on Discord here to explain to you exactly what um, you are hearing in your head. But you get some very yeah. definitive, uh, convincing messages into your into your brain my Brian. 
No, I didn't see it. Okay, chat says they gave Alan a boon. Actually, it's not chat. It's my wife who has barged through the door with my dog to tell me that Alan deserves a boon. <laughs> I think I saw it, but I thought that you saw it and it would be incorporated later. She goes, that's my hard-earned feathers, man. <laughs> oh, no. Do you want to, do you want to talk it's to the people? No, he just wants to stand over my shoulder and take the dating leave. She, she goes, We're it's fine. In the podcast. Leaves the room. <laughs> Hi, Ari, by the way. Thank you, Mrs. You Pugs. Uh, Alan. Yeah. Uh, how about you get? I'm trying to think of a way that we can. So, what what can we do to tweak the narrative interestingly here? Um, I think one of them could be that Andromeda gets pissy about someone messing with her dream and smacks you on the back like she's trying to help you with something oh, you're choking you know, with and like gets yeah, you yeah, a chance yeah. to to roll out of it. And that would be hilarious. So the three of you who are not Alan, this thing like this creepy fish looking thing walks in on some tentacles by the door, says nothing and does nothing, and then Andromeda walks up and goes. Uh, I think we'll be having none of that in one of my dreams and backhands Alan across the back of his head. <laughs> Just whack! It's Alan. Alan, you can make a wisdom save. This time Come I got on, a 14. Alan. 14. Yay. You win. Let's go! Yeah. You won D&D! Uh, yeah, you won D&D. &D. Uh, so you, you, you shake out of it. <laughs> Something um, no one will be playing And now. you shake out of it hey, before the messaging has a chance to permeate your brain. So I'm not going to tell you what narrative they would have spun so that it's fresh if they hit you with it later. Um, the the Aboleth is just looking towards you now and you're looking at it. All right. I think it's time to... Uh, I think it's time to either leave or fight. I'm not sure what to do in a dream. Uh, well, normally I just open this door and we wake up. This doesn't, this, I swear this never happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. Open the door again. She's going to roll some stuff to try and pull that off. <laughs> okay. Actually, she not 20. I'm not even oh. making it up. Um, so she oh. goes over this. I swear this never happens. And then she opens the door and goes, I told you. And she walks through <laughs> the door and like waves you like, come on, come on. Let's go. The, I run. The, the Aboleth watches menacingly my little legs. as you, as you, yeah, Fox waddles <laughs> along on little, little stump I'm gonna, like, legs. Pick, I'm going to like pick him up knees. with his shoulder <laughs> and give him uh, a little help. You, you all waddle out, uh, in time and, Andromeda shuts the door on the dream and you all wake up where you were sitting the black mist of the breath weapon just kind of fading away and um, now you are awake again and Andromeda goes was that a long rest that was not a long rest Dang. that was like maybe 20 minutes like of the longer of the two universes um, our nap yeah and Andromeda says to you those things are so rude. Can you believe you're coming into my dream? <sighs> well, anyway, what should we do now? She begins playing with her yo-yo again. Negotiate to get my name back. Hmm. I have more leaves. <laughs> mm, you're gonna have to do better than leaves. Hmm. The promise of not making the same mistake again but you promised the first time Alan is going to uh go into his pack and open up and find something that uh earlier he had lost but then found again and it's his little replica of Makar's tinker toy 
he's going to put it in his hand and wind it up and let it kind of uh, walk across his one hand into his other hand and up his arm a little bit and then kind of grab it mm. and uh, say, uh, would this interest you, perhaps? I don't know. It's pretty small. Alan looks at the yo-yo <laughs> the and raises yo-yo, an eyebrow. Absolutely normal yo-yo size. <laughs> like, yep, he, he looks at the yo-yo and just raises an eyebrow at her. Well, I already have something <laughs> small. She does the yo-yo. She like flips it into a trick, does like an Eiffel Tower. And it sounds like you've had it for a long time. Yeah. Maybe it's time for a new small thing. You think I should keep the orc as a pet? <laughs> Um, no, Please, no, <laughs> I, I was referring to, you know, the thing we were just talking about. Alan will hold up the, uh, the, the tinker toy and I don't, perhaps maybe your yo-yo has some sort of story behind it. Some sort of deep and tragic backstory. Um, perhaps it doesn't, I'm not sure. Um, but this item has a, a, a very deep and long and personal story to it and i believe that that gives it value there's a story you can tell that you like she's not even idly spinning the yo-yo anymore i love stories oh yes this is can i have it if you promise to return my friend's name yes you may have it okay alan will uh reach out the hand with the with the tinker toy then I, I meant the story. Oh, okay. Once again, uh, is this you having it as in, I forget about it once I speak it to you? Yes, I want it. Hmm. Hmm. Alan's going to sit back for a second. And then Alan's going to look at Zoth. I'm going to, I'll hold up to a uh, finger up to Alan. Hold on, Alan. And I'll walk over to Fox. And I say, Fox. I'm very lost right now, man. <laughs> Big guy, I, I'm. I have this this bag of sacrium we could offer you, offer her, but you're a better salesman than me. And I don't all right, know I'll tell. I'll see what I can do. Um, am I one legged again? By the way. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> This entire time I've been just standing on one leg. I realize that I do not have another leg and I just fall over. I'll catch him. Uh, <laughs> um, it uh, looks a little bit like a dip. <laughs> uh, and, and, and Andromeda. Uh, I have a deal for you. Would you like a bag of fun? <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> it's an episode of Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just sacrium. It's fun for some people. Not for me. It's not? I I've seen magic. some people do some fun stuff, Look though. around. <laughs> yeah, but this is magic. You don't know what will happen when Chad you has granted a boon. It. How can we interestingly tweak the circumstances of this situation? Wash has an idea. 
what you got? So I recently I recently listened to the episode where we tried snorting this acrium that was left over. <laughs> yeah. And it was determined that it had expired and had become practically a bag of dirt. Yeah. But she doesn't know that. But since the Feywild is this magic infused place that is just like magic everywhere. Maybe it does something a little like massively super duper extra to the Sacrium and makes it go like ultra spicy again. I love describing my drugs as ultra spicy. <laughs> ultra spicy. Yeah. Oh no. Uh how about Fox roll a persuasion check? You haven't technically lied about it. You've just said it weird. No. I mean, even if she doesn't accept it, we'll still get spicy drugs out of it. <laughs> DC is Big brain. 22. You thought the boon was for your situation. It's, it's actually for me later. <laughs> what, what, did you, what did you say that check DC was? DC is a 22. 22? Because it sounded like you were going to say 12. No. You, you said I said twenty-two. Well, <laughs> nice try. Um, do you not mean twenty? No, I don't. 21? I don't mean that. No, unfortunately, I don't. Uh, but this is like blackjack, right? Uh, because I I got twenty-one. I will clear the tension pool if you continue <laughs> arguing with me. <laughs> No, like, you well, do not I, roll high enough to persuade okay. her. That's just sacrium. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Um, how about I tell you about Operation Turtle? No, I want the story about the about the little tiny guy. Little tiny guy. That's I'll my um, price. I'll yeah, return big guy's name. You want to hear for a story about the tiny guy? Alan is is still like kind of standing in the corner and Alan considering man, you don't have to do this. I mean, I guess it I we don't remember your name. we don't remember your name. Do you do you remember your name being super important? It's just it is it is tough. <laughs> nope. Oh my god. It well, may have not been a good name. <laughs> wow. And and I, I mean, it's just I, I'm not not to belittle your your old name or the price of your name. It's just, just wow. Ox, you know what I'm saying. This is a very important memory. Okay, okay. We can come up with a new name. Big guy isn't bad. Uh, I think we could come up with something more complicated, more interesting, but. All that to say, and then Alan will look back at Andromeda. I believe the more pressing matter now is returning to help Jeb and Laredith. At least we would like to do that. Hmm. So no deal? No. Okay. Well, I can return you. You did let me go. You released me from my imprisonment. So we can at least figure that out. Ah! We said we weren't going to talk about that. So you broke your own promise. No, I said you weren't going to tell anyone about it. Which is why uh, big guy lost his name. 
I think that's what she said. I'm pausing for a second to see if she's just lost her own name to herself, but I don't think she has. I really think she said you guys aren't allowed to tell me about that. You can't say anything about it. 100% I'm just shooting stab into the dark. (laughs) (laughs) You you gave me pause there for a second. Um, Yes, no, actually, I put you back right where you were. Uh, well, it might be flooded and there was an ableth where we were. True. Probably not the best because we know it'd be at the bottom of the sea. True, true. Do we know if where Lairdith is safe? I have well, no idea where Lairdith is. I say we is. know. You told I, me she I, was I, in the sea, which is why I thought you might want to go back to the sea. I believe I've shared that information already with the guys at this point that, like, we all know that like, Jeb went up and stuff. The sea in the, yeah. the compound? I don't know if I can go above the sea from here. We uh, just the very top it? of it, just right on top of the doors. Uh, they put doors over the sea. Who does that? Uh, people that are bad. Seas are meant to be open to the sky. We agree. <sighs> All right, we're gonna go. We're, we're gonna find a way to get above the sea here. Now, this is technically not like so. Remember I told you how like the closer to the spot and the sun and the alignment and how, you know, you jump from one to the next. So if we're going not back where we were, it's not going to be perfectly aligned. So there, there is a, a a possibility, a percentage chance you could say that something absolutely (laughs) random and magical might happen during a plane shift event like this when we're not going somewhere that I know about that's part of my home. But I can do it. It just, you know, who knows, right? Fun stories. So, you know, if you're willing to take that risk with me, then I could definitely put you above the ocean. One of the rooms? Or do you think the whole place is flooded? No, we Uh, could go to one of the rooms. I have no idea if they're flooded or not. I don't have that answer. I Uh, wouldn't necessarily risk that. Yeah. I would I would say perhaps above the sea is Risk where we want to be. Thing. Realizing the implications of what's being said, she looks down and goes, they broke my pastry room. That is quite possible, yes. And they were good pastries. And I'm going to nudge Allen. Garden? I'm going to nudge Allen. Yeah, no, they destroyed all of it purposely, too. Yeah, they they really disrespected <laughs> sure. everything you did down there. Let's they hated go. it, actually. And she she begins <laughs> stomping off the edge of the cloud. As she stomps, the cloud itself, little puffs waft up to create stairs for you to follow her. As I you follow. are moving, the sun is changing its orientation in the sky. And so the further along the staircase, which begins spiraling upwards towards the waterline, the more of the staircase you cross, the further the sun gets from noon. By the time you've made it to the water, so you can basically reach up and put a hand in the water itself, the sun is at about seven, maybe even eight o'clock, um, relative, you know, like straight down from you and then off to the side. Um, she says, all right, we're almost above the sea. Get ready and hold your breath. And she keeps walking up the stairs and into the ocean, like walks upright through the ocean about 20 feet. Everybody, are you all following her up? Yeah, Alan's just going to kind of shrug and go. All right. You follow her up and she does successfully shift you to the material plane. When she does this, there is a chance 
that something random could happen to you. And so my buddy Jake, my buddy Jake's yep. going to roll a D100. Good buddy. And my good uh, buddy Trevor is going to roll a D100. And my okay. good buddy Matt is going to roll a D100. Oh, oh no. I just threw one of my D10 underneath my bed. I'll be back in just a second. I got a 31. <laughs> we'll after the short intermission. You got a what? 31. Okay. I got a 59. Okay. <sighs> A 59. Great. Minutes become years. <laughs> years become years. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Okay. Tell me what you rolled. 50. 50. Okay. Free 50. So... <laughs> You plane shift back and I'll describe the scene in the compound because you are indeed above. You're standing on the steel doors that are over the ocean. So for those of you who were not here in that past session, I know we have some new faces with us. They are at a an ocean called the Umbral Sea. The Umbral Sea has been surrounded by like a bad guy compound. Basically, the private security goons, which is the name of the organization, have set up a little base here and a little circle wall and it butts up against a cliff. And we'll come back to all of that. First, we need to talk about what happens to all of you. First, Ooh. Um, Zothkug, you rolled the 30-something, right? The 30 31. One. Yeah. yeah. Zothkug blinks out of existence. Zoth, you are surrounded by stars and space. You are in the astral sea. The astral sea? The astral sea. Uh, we'll come back to you. You return in... One minute with no memory of what happened to you while you were there. Um, what? Fox. Yes. Everything you touch for the next minute that is flammable bursts into flame. <laughs> does that Alan, include anything I'm wearing? No, I'm, okay. I'm ruling that it does not include what you're wearing. Alan, you cannot speak for the next 10 minutes. And when you try pink bubbles come out of your mouth. <laughs> Savage <laughs> roll a percentile. One. I forgot you were in this group. We need to see what happens to you two. Oh gosh. <laughs> um I got a 50. You got a 50. You can't speak for the next 10 minutes. <laughs> Whenever you try, pink bubbles float out of your mouth. Uh okay. The bubble boy? That bubble has boys. all happened. At the same oh. time as that happening, next to all of you. The form of an ancient moonstone dragon, colossal and terrible, covered in like green sort of fur and pale translucent scales all kind of meshed together in a sort of feather pattern, flares out her wings, jumps in the air and lands her considerable draconic bulk on the door, which crunches inwards. She grabs, flaps her wings twice and launches into the air with it, giving you just enough time to hop onto the other one. So she's ripped one door off of the sea and is just flying it up into the air. You have no idea where she's going with it or what she's doing. At this point, I would like everybody to roll initiative. Oh, you want me to do that? It's time, it's time, it's time for some oh, action. Oh, gosh. This includes you, Wash, <laughs> by the way. Um, so do you want just anybody or are you going to do it? You want in like a certain order? Uh, well, once everyone has rolled, I'll call for numbers. I'm pulling up my little initiative tracker so I can write them down. In fact, let me just get a whiteboard. There's a bunch of you. So 
There's a bungee. The one-legged man rolled a nat 20 plus three. All right, well, we'll start with you then. All right, Fox is at the top. Um, all right, anybody, any other nat 20s or 20 plus numbers? No, okay, 15 to 19s. Okay, uh, 10 to 14s. That's me. Uh, I got 12. Alan? 13. Okay. No, sorry, 12 also. My bad. Uh, okay. I forgot I have a minus one. We'll go Savage and then Alan. We're just going to be blowing bubbles together, man. <laughs> um, uh, five to nines. Five. Seven. Okay. Jeb and Zoth. And Laredith is going to take her turn next to Jeb because that makes the most sense narratively. And the Aboleths rolled a nat 20 and a three. So one of them goes right after Fox. And the other one goes at the end of the line here. You've already killed Mavira. So she doesn't get a roll. Yay. You said I'm in the Astral Sea for how long? You're in the Astral Sea for a minute. Oh, okay. <laughs> return. So for 10 rounds, you're just wandering. There's no time there. So you don't age. You don't need to eat or drink or sleep. Like you're just wandering about the stars. Best um, trip ever. We're going to, uh, if we make it through five rounds of combat, we're going to roll a percentile to see if any of the random beasts that live in the Astral Sea uh, come upon you and you have to oh, deal fun. with that. Um, I hope but we'll we'll get there if we make it to round five. Um, Do you want me to keep track of the rounds or are you going to? Uh, you should keep track of the rounds and remind okay. me when we get there. OK, I can do it's that. kind of cruel. Remind me to inflict doom upon you. No, um, it's fine. It's funny. <laughs> chat uh Ari granted a boon a uh, while back but we were in the middle of a narrative sequence so we will also incorporate that boon here and we will skip the abolesce first turn basically saying that you got the jump on them in your teleportation so fox is at the top of initiative jeb they have entered time with you at the same moment as your long rest exp or your short rest expires do you need to do anything else before then or are you just basically using your arcane recovery and then ready to roll so um, part of the plan, and I'm just saying this to Laredith, I, I explained the plan to her. Um, I, I'm going to do some things and then I'm going to wait for the. Uh, goodness, the, the rope trick spell, I'm going to wait for it to end. Mm -hmm. And then like so like so we're what we're going to do. I, I take 10 minutes towards the end mm -hmm. and I ritual cast. Uh, Phantom Steed and Zonde, my big rote, he uh, he pops up and I'm like, all right, get on. I load all my stuff on like she's still got my pack on her and I'm like, get on, hang on tight. Um, I point up through the skylight and I'm like that little crevice right there. We're running as fast as we can. Um, I'm going to be uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to put you up front. <clears throat> And I'm just going to tell him to go and uh, you just you just keep him going and I'm going to run defense. And you may notice he's not big enough to fit out through that hole. So once this time runs out and this dimension pops, he's going to giddy up and go. Um, 
That's my super cool plan. It, honestly, it took a lot more planning. This is the best solution. You know, it seems simple, but it took a lot. Like, this is actually very complex. <laughs> okay. Well, let's see how it goes. Also, I have oh. this weird, like, cramp on my back. It's like something's wrong with my wings. Like, I can't get them to stretch out right. Can you see if there's, like, is there something, like, stuck to them? You, you don't have your wings anymore. They're... I what? She spins around trying to look at them, <laughs> but obviously spins in a full 360 and doesn't yeah. see them. What do you mean I don't have my wings anymore? When, uh, when you were pulled from the, the device that was, like, it was piercing your, through your wings and sapping your life force out. And when you were freed from it, your wings were pulled away with it. I'm sorry. I tried to save all of you, but. But you settled for like most of me. It was either that or die. I figured you'd rather be alive. I'm really sorry. I wish I could have done better. Well, I guess saltwater will clean it. And she like climbs onto the, She's like hiding behind her bravado and sarcasm. She like climbs yeah. onto the, the deep rote and like grabs the reins. She's going to roll a strength check to see how like well she's able to hold on. And she's going to roll at a disadvantage because even though she's been healed a little bit, she's still been beat to crap and then imprisoned for three years. I'm going to so. I'm going to do something to help her with that. I actually plan for this. Okay. I've already lashed the rope around her from when I pulled her in and the rote when it's summoned, it comes with a full saddle bit and bridle and everything. So it's got like a horn on the saddle. I reach around and I take that rope and I like tie it around the horn of the saddle. Um which is normally used for like, you know, lassoing people. So it's like, it's pretty stout. I'm like, just hang on to this and it'll keep you tied on. Awesome. Uh, she's going to not roll a disadvantage then. Basically, you're, you're helping her. So that'll be a 13 plus her strength mod that you don't know as soon as I finish putting the hammer down. Okay, hammer's been put down. We can move on. Um, so that's a 13 plus whatever. Um, and... We... Also, you're going to need to hold your breath because the abolus, I'm, you're smart. I'm just not going to make an assumption. Their mucus is all over in this water. And if you breathe it in, um, you could become under a magical effect by it. And it's, it's bad. So hold your breath as much as you can. Great. <laughs> this, is, this is some plan, Jeb. Hey, we need to make it 18 seconds. 24 tops probably around 18 seconds the the other option was we just like die so this is this is the only thing i uh, hey we got a couple minutes and he just kind of like like leans over on his elbow it's like on the back of zande he's like we got a couple minutes so still this thing busts up do you have a better idea you got you got anything in your pocket that you uh you can like bring to the table not sarcastically, of course. I'm just like, I don't I, know why I didn't think that when you, I, I wasn't anticipating you coming to consciousness, but this is actually something that, uh, that's like good for the situation. I wasn't, I wasn't, wasn't really to, anticipating me coming to consciousness either. I didn't know I was unconscious until very recently. Um, well, this is an improvement because now you get to hold your breath before you would have been unconscious and I would have had to like, like gag you or something to keep the stuff out of your mouth and nose. So that's true. This, this is good. 
this is this is a step up in that regard. I am not sure. I think if I were to try and use magic right now, it would probably knock me back out again. I was going to say, you're probably pretty close to tapped out. That was the same thing that happened with Garlow. He didn't have much, much reserves. You saw Garlow? Yeah, he was in a really bad state. Uh, same as same as you. We were able to to get him out of the AO, the AOF tower. They had it all booby trapped and everything. It was a close call. Seems like we've been doing a lot of those. We yeah. uh, we didn't get to shrub, unfortunately, and we lost shrub. She takes a second and looks down. She goes. Darn and shrub tried to and then your spell ends and you are booted out of the um, pocket dimension and we enter initiative order beginning with Fox Fox. I'm going to paint you a word picture before your timer begins. You are up at the top of the umbral sea. You are standing on one door that covers half of the sea because um, well, you're, you're there. (laughs) You are on it somehow. Uh, you might not be standing, but you're there with your one leg. The, um, space where the explosion happened is to your right. The cliff is behind you. The explosion, the fires of the explosion have been put out and now there are like rescue crews and, and, um, bucket brigades and things like that working on, you know, putting out the smaller fires and getting people medical help and things like that. There is also a large group of private security goons fanned out in a circle around the umbral sea, looking towards the center of it, basically with weapons trained on you, but you're too far away for them to really have any shot at hitting you out here in the middle of the sea. They are just waiting for you to try and get to the edge. The sea beneath you is maybe a hundred feet lower, maybe even 200 feet lower maybe even 300 feet lower, 300 feet lower than it was than like putting it even with the water line. It's almost as if something has caused sea level to sink a bit. Um, and you are, so there's about a 300 foot gap between you and the water beneath and you can't see anything in the water because you don't have dark vision and it's nighttime and there's evil stuff down there. So, um, that is what okay. you see, what you know, and what you hear is mostly people, you know, calling out and coordinating to each other. Either there are, they're in the middle of the lake or people who are like, get more water over here and stuff like that. You're 90 seconds. St- I'll give you 90 seconds. Am I still wearing the goon uniform? Mm, yes, I think you are. Would you have changed? I know. Yeah, not that I know. It's your shapeshifting armor. It's your shapeshifter armor that you've been right. So it's like whatever form. I'm just gonna crawl <laughs> towards the edge as fast as I can. <laughs> what's what's crawl speed? Is that like half movement? I'll give you a yeah. quarter movement speed. Quarter? Oof. It would normally be half, but you are missing a leg. You're working with half legs. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Um, and normally you'd be able to move if I used all of my like turn to move that would normally be like four movements right because mm-hmm. you got your movement your action and then your and, movement or your rogue yeah. so that would give me 30 movement <laughs> if I'm moving it down to a quarter yeah it gives you yeah. 
<laughs> you're a, you crawl towards the edge. Basically, you can make it to the edge and look over. You could make the like you could start your jump if you wanted. Like if your plan, if your plan is to jump in, you could do that. Well, I I I'm just trying to, to crawl to the outside edge, not into the water. Okay, you make it there. I'm trying. I'm trying to like crawl to the edge of the umbral sea. Oh, where all the guards are, or the private security yes. guards are. Yes. Okay. You crawl in that direction 30 feet. You're going to be doing yes. this a while. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> we, we skip the Aboleth's turn because you guys got the jump on him with your teleportation and the surprise of the Moonstone Dragon ripping a door off the sea, and that brings us to Savage Tempest's turn. Savage, again, 90 seconds on the clock for you to take a turn here. And we are standing on top of one of the doors right now? Yes, the other door is gone. <laughs> okay. So I guess I'm watching Fox just kind of like crawl off by himself. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I'm going to I'm basically I'm going to follow Fox because I believe we all have our do we have our uh, we all have the security unions outfit on, right? Yeah, I don't think we ever talked about changing it. So yes. cool. I'm going to go with Fox more for the fact that because it's just sad to see him crawling so far. <laughs> <laughs> and also because I, if in the case something were to go wrong with him, I I doubt he can help himself. <laughs> so I'm gonna, uh, and you know I'm gonna remember back. You know, well I guess they are still paying me. So I'm gonna <laughs> just kind of I'm gonna follow Fox a little bit. Um, is there is there any hurry right now for us to get to the side? Like, um, is this like a rush, or are we just kind of like making our way over? I mean, no one has right? attacked you yet. But you like, you know, Jeb and Laredith are down there somewhere with an Abbot or with an Aboleth. Yeah. So, All right. so in that case, I'm going to cast. Can I wait? Am I is, can I cast a spell? Zoth near? Uh, yes. No, Zoth is not near you. Oh, that's um, right. No. Jeb is down beneath you. So no, you no. cannot cast any okay, spells. Okay. Yeah, I'm basically just going to catch up with Fox and kind of like help him along. Maybe it'll help his next turn out, make him move quicker. Okay. I pick him up by his shoulder and kind of start continue walking. Okay, uh, so you give Fox the help action. Fox will give you 60 feet this round instead of 30 feet. That's um, cool. Okay. And the two of you are, are together walking towards... Are you going towards the, the exploded side of the compound or the non I'm going wherever side? Fox was going. Yeah, I Fox, don't even know. Which, which um, so ideally, I'd be heading towards... If, I, if the way you described it is correct, then when we came up, behind me would be the exit slash entrance, right? Um, behind the way you are right now, like if you're looking towards the ocean, behind you is the cliff. So the exit of the compound is like to the side. Like if it's a clock, you're standing in the center of the clock. At noon is the cliff. At six o'clock, if you go in that direction, there is water and then there is more compound. I'm just heading towards a shoreline. Let's say the exploded side. Okay, you're going to the boom side. Boom, boom side. Great. Uh, you're headed over to the boom, boom side. Um, I'm going to take a quick moment here and just put us in follower only mode. Uh, followers can chat if they had followed for at least one day. Boom. Okay. That's enough of that nonsense in our chat. So, Is it still going? I thought we banned the... the nope, we're down to three uh, ban evasion accounts that Trevor and I have banned um, oh, so far. So, anyway, 
we return to your regularly scheduled programming of, of combat. Yeah. Clark flew too close to the sun. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Rip Clark, uh, a moment of silence for Clark while I figure out whose turn it is. It's Owlin's turn. Owlin is spitting out pink bubbles for probably say, this whole combat encounter. I want to say, speaking of, of Clark due to myself also trying to do mod things, um, Paint me a word picture. What does what does Alan see? Fox began crawling away from you towards the west end of the compound, um, and Savage is helping him. You're standing on the steel door that is to the north towards twelve o'clock. Mm-hmm. So it, the edge of the steel door is the cliff um, behind you, and then in front of you there's water. The south door has been ripped off the ocean by the Moonstone Dragon. Okay. And to the east of you is the side of the compound that was not exploded that Fox went, you know, like that Fox used to, to sneak down in. Yeah. And the whole ocean or the umbral sea is ringed by private security goons who are watching you. And some of them are training weapons on Andromeda, but she like zoomed up into the sky with the door and you're not really okay. sure where she went or what she's doing at the moment. Okay. Um, if, uh, if I look into the water, can I see anything down there? Is dark. The water's about 300 feet below the, the blast door that you're standing on. Oh, okay. So we are here, but are we much help? That's a question. Um, hmm. I'm going to put your 90 seconds on the clock. Okay. Um, I'm looking at what I can do with magical tinkering. Uh, Oh, sweet. Okay. Alan is going to take out a ball bearing. Oh, oh, he doesn't know he has bubbles. This is going to fail epically. This is terrible. Alan's going to take out a ball bearing. He's going to like use his 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 crafting tools to like work at it a little bit to a point where he thinks he's about to speak a message to it and drop it into the water. And then it's going to continuously emit the message to hopefully his goal is to tell Jeb, Hey, we're up above the doors. Like this is where we're at. Like, and it's like a 10 second message, very succinct. He takes the ball bearing. He's about to speak to it and bubbles just come out of his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) And he just like puts his hand on his head just, and throws the, the ball bearing onto the ground, just frustrated, and then looks around just like, I just used my whole turn on that. And <laughs> um, like, I think Alan just like puts his hands up in the air and, <laughs> and it's just like, well, what am I supposed to do? And uh, um, I don't know. I think he just like... Um, I think he 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 used his like action action to do that. I don't know. He he. I don't think he would use his move action. I think he's just gonna delay okay. or defend. Like, okay. yeah, yeah. It just takes the the defend or the dodge action. I think in this situation. Yeah. Um. Great. That brings us to Jeb's turn. Jeb, you and Laredith have been shunted out of the uh, pocket dimension where Rope Trick left you. You are underwater. The darkness is swirling around you. Even with your superior dark vision, you have 30 feet of sight in this in this water. And somewhere out there is an Abeleth, but you do not know where. So, Zonde. My good old Rote Phantom Steed buddy buddy has a hundred feet of movement, but he doesn't have a swim speed. So if he uses his entire movement and dash, he could burst a hundred feet 
through this water straight upwards. So he explodes, skyrockets forward. And uh, and Jeb, at the last second, is going to... Well, he's, he's going to hold his action. No, he's not even going to hold an action. He's, yeah, make a, he wants to make a perception check to see if he can if he can see the Aboleth. Roll perception. And then he's got reactions. He's got reaction stuff prepared. Um, that's 13 plus some stuff. Oh no, 12 plus some stuff. No, 12 not, not plus some stuff, just 12. 12. You spot the Aboleth rushing towards Laredith. From which, what direction? From your right. Uh, you're okay. underwater. You don't really have an idea of the cardinal directions. Well, okay. Okay. From the side, but not above or below. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, but they explode 100 feet up the, upwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the Aboleth is, is on an intercept course here. Yep. Okay. Uh, that brings us to Laredith's turn. She does not spot the Aboleth. She's going to... Um, hold on for dear life, really, as this thing moves. Um, and she does between the lash and the and the grab. She's holding on as it moves up and she's just going to let that happen for the round. She's do- focusing really on holding her breath and holding on to the, the reins of this deep rotate. Um, at the same time as that's happening, we get to big guy's turn. <laughs> um, and just for a point of clarity, um, I am behind her like she's in front. OK. Great. Big guy, your turn. 90 seconds. Uh, what do I see? You see everything Fox saw. You're standing right. Oh, no, you're in the Apple, the Astral Sea. Yeah. You see nothing. You are looking around stars, clouds, mists. You're standing on nothing, like you're standing on solid ground, but there's no ground beneath you. It's literally like you're out in space, except you can breathe. Am I like float? Do I feel like I'm floating or is it like solid? No, solid ground. Okay. Um. Well, I guess I'll just kind of look around. I'm like, did I take anything? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah i probably should have just skipped your turn because nothing happens in the astral sea sorry about that i'm just gonna probably just like sit down and just take it all in okay and just enjoying the view see, see yeah. if he can remember his name yeah 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 really is my name out here um <laughs> and that brings us to the aboleth's turn the aboleth is going to roll dexterity to correctly intercept you. If I can figure out how to get my dice upside down, um, the Ableth is going to roll dexterity to intercept you properly. Um, and here we go. Yeah, the Ableth does it. That's a 15 on the die. Um, I would like to use, as I see the Ableth snaking its way up there, mm-hmm. I would like to use a chronal shift. Make it re-roll? To- to force it to re-roll. Yeah, you do. That is only an 11. And the Aboleth is like on the perfect intercept course, and then it gets reset to exactly where it was at the same speed, but because you like almost like blurred it back to where it was, it's now just behind you. So it's going to miss you on this attempt at an intercept. As it rushes towards you, um, you hear a... Like a... It's not a voice. It's just primal screaming inside your brain. And so does Laredith. And each of you is going to... What is this? 
It's a DC 14 wisdom saving throw as the Abeleth begins just screaming its primordial rage towards you. This is Larida's save. It's a six on the die for Larideth. Not looking good. 18 for Jeb. Okay, Jeb, you succeed, but Larideth does not. You see her like she lets go of the reins and grabs her head in her hands. The rope is the only thing holding her down for the moment and just kind of like shakes and jitters. You can hear the same screaming in your head, but it's not as loud. Like it's it's almost a little bit muted. Um, and that is the Aboleth's turn. That brings us to the top of initiative order where Savage and Fox are limping towards the shore. As you're walking towards the shore, you see that some of the private security goons have realized what's going on and are moving out onto the blast door towards you. They're running at full dashes. Is Andromeda in the initiative? Uh, no, Andromeda took a door and flew off. Oh, that's it. Okay. Oh, she stole a door. Gosh. <laughs> um, Naj. So- oh yeah, go ahead, Fox. What do you uh? What do you think the chances are they'll believe we're still goons? That's kind of what I'm hoping for because we look pretty beat up. And I'm missing a leg. <laughs> you are indeed. Um, let's go off that. Let's use this story. I think it would be pretty. If we act shocked enough, I don't think they'll question us too much. I don't think it'll be more of a medical emergency. And we yeah, might totally. be able to get ourselves past this to be able to assist everybody else. Savage, I'm not going to lie. It's going to be a hard sell coming out of the middle of the ocean, but... <laughs> I mean, I can't fight like this, man. Um, right. If it turns to shit, just, just drop me. <laughs> All right, I'm not. I'll just be non-threatening and wait for my opportunity to I get the hell out. Technically, can't do that. You paid me. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, wait. So it's fo- technically Fox's turn, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm gonna unless you uh, argue otherwise. I'm gonna keep moving as fast as possible towards the enemy. Chad just limping. pointed out this would be the first time Fox has gone to the infirmary with an actual injury. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's real yeah. this time, guys. It's yeah. real. <laughs> My leg's I'm off. <laughs> uh, it is now second Abeleth's turn, and it's doing Oof. some stuff, and I know what that stuff is, but none of you can see it yet. Um, well, that's that not ominous. Bring us to Savage's turn. Savage, you're walking with Fox, right? Yeah, I have. I've t- technically, okay. I have his arm thrown over me. Yeah, so like both I'm of you travel. Both of you travel the same sixty foot distance towards the non exploded side of the blast doors, with private security goons rushing in towards you. They're covering a long distance each time. It'll probably only take maybe two more rounds for them to make it to you. The people who are rushing in, um, other ranks are filling up behind them, so they still have the whole ocean surrounded. Um, um and how how dark is it currently? It's nighttime, so it's pretty but like is, is there any spotlights on us right now? Somebody broke all the spotlights. Uh, <laughs> there is moonlight, but somebody and the moonlight makes it like sort of over, because you're standing on something metal. There's like reflection glints kind of coming up from there, uh, but it's still like it's only a dim reflection. So there's some light, but not a lot of light. I was wondering, I might be able to use my. um, What's my like one of my abilities? Oh, the dark. Okay, I, I can like stay a little bit more hidden under dark. I'm ho- uh, I'm hoping Fox maybe has that ability as well. Mm. <laughs> that would make this like so much easier. That what I'm about to I say. I can attempt to hide. You can both roll so, stealth. 
Um, for Mask of, the, oh, Mask of the Wild, I think that's what it's called. Yeah, you're allowed to roll stealth, but you're going to roll it at... If Fox succeeds, you roll it normally. If Fox fails, you roll it with disadvantage. The DC gotcha. to hide is 15. This will be to, like, so us th- that we're still going to, like, kind of go to the shoreline, but, like, with the goons coming towards us, we're going to kind of divert a little bit around them. Yeah. So maybe the point that they run so quick and they're focused so much on the center that they just kind of walk right by us. Chat has granted like, a boon, bestie behavior. Um, because of that, instead of the DC being 15, I'm going to roll at disadvantage for the guards who are like, you know, there's a lot to take in all at once to see what the DC is. However, I'm so, not going to tell you what I rolled. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, either way, is that I'm not sure if I rolled high enough then is... Um, is that 20 plus 9 good enough? Oh. It's an, good enough to give Savage not disadvantage. Let's go. <laughs> All right, so now I gotta... Good stuff, good stuff. Come on, baby. And... Uh, ew, 15. Okay. Uh, you, you both think you are hidden as well as you can be hidden. I've rolled their perception, so I know if they'll spot you or not. Um, but you. But think we're going to keep on keeping on. We're just kind of like diverting off course a tiny bit. Right. Basically trying to snake around the people who are sprinting right yep yeah yep okay that's your turn and that brings us to alan woodrear who's just okay. slammed a ball bearing on the ground i'm gonna put your 30 yep. seconds up he slammed the ball bearing on the ground and then suddenly like as if you normally would have been like aha but instead it's <laughs> uh he like pulls out his his water skin makes sure it's still filled up with water with no air bubbles in it tightens it and then he pulls out his artificer's tools again this time he creates a, gl- a magical glowing sign on his on his water skin that says Four guys, adventure and vibe, adventures and vibes, or four G A V, this way, and an up arrow, <laughs> and then holds it out uh, onto the uh, like over the water into what he basically what he perceives to be the middle of the water, and then drops it. The oh. hope is that this sinks down, and then uh, Jebediah is able to somehow see it while it sinks down and know, okay, my Al- friends are up there, Alan does all of that right up until the part where magic actually happens and then he feels Ah. like for some reason he's not connected to the weave there's no magic for him to pull on the threads and not even with jeb rapidly ascending not you're not within 100 feet of each other the water line Uh, is 300 feet down from you alan (laughs) (laughs) another ball bearing doesn't do it well no he yeah i mean he he throws his water skin on the ground it's just like and then picks up his water skin puts it in his pouch and then begins running to like he'll use his move action to run towards fox and savage okay uh that will bring us to jebediah peppermint uh jeb obviously i know you're going to climb another hundred feet with your rotate this round are you doing anything else 30 seconds um do i still see the abolite like the one Aboleth. The one Aboleth is trailing you, but it's losing ground. And I don't see the other one from my new position. No, you've not spotted it like, yet. Okay. Um, and like, sorry, that last thing you said, did you said it was, it was trailing? Like it's, we're beating it distance yes. wise. Yeah. You are outpacing okay. it, but it's still, it's going to be close enough to attack you still this round. Like, you know, you're in range of magic, not melee. 
okay, uh, Jeb pulls out his blunderbuss. Like, he already had the blunderbuss out when he, like, rolled, like, twisted the barrel across his arm and did the uh, coronal shift. He's going to to pull it, like, with the socket and, the, and twist it and lock it into the other position. And he's going to shoot it with a momentary stasis. It needs to make a constitution saving throw. What's the DC? I'm going to make the roll public. 15. Not incredibly high. Uh, yes. With a constitution. Oh, it has a. Of, nope. It's still not going to pass that with its constitution mod. So Ooh. it is incapacitated for this round. Okay. The abolescent so speed is becomes you is frozen in place. It's yeah. And it's speed becomes zero. Great. Um, you will have outpaced it after this round. So I'm going to effectively remove it from combat unless you guys get stalled for a long time or chat rolls the tension pool. Um, Let's go. So the, maybe it found some like maelstrom to propel itself or whatever if we get a, a complication. But otherwise, it has exited the combat. Um, you are outpacing it and continuing your climb, which brings us to Laredith, who is still reeling from the psychic pain, is just doing all she can to hang on. She's not going to participate. She's going to miss her action. Zothkug, you are still taken in the stars. And that brings us to the top of initiative order, where Fox and Savage are still limping, now kind of like crouched and sort of off to the side and trying to go around the private security goons who are running towards you. You're now close enough to distinguish that there are four of them, four private security goons who are making their way uptown, moving fast, dashing past. Um, they're probably one round dash action from actually catching up to your spot, you know, at your two paces. So next round you'll overlap with each other. And are you, are you doing anything besides continuing to move? Um, I'm going to change my appearance just to double check into something I haven't used yet while at this facility. Um, okay. So I, I will shift to, um, a dark brown, um, hair with half of it shaved, um, and with hazel eyes, um, closer to a green um, and just this, yeah, just completely changing my appearance and be like, I'm going to look at, uh, a Savage in the dark, <laughs> probably can't even see half of it and give him a thumbs up. <laughs> just going to keep yeah, looking keep... forward, ignore it, didn't even see it. Moved a die from the tension pool, um, uh, bringing it down to one currently and, uh, chat yeah, has otherwise also I keep moving. granted a boon, a positive tweak to your circumstances, um, one of those four people in their sprint out there is tripping and um, like falls onto the ground. And I'm actually going to roll a deck save for him to avoid falling into the water. <laughs> the scene in Monsters Inc. Where oh, one no, he totally trips. passed his deck save. That's a 19 on the die. So he falls oh, over, okay. but does okay. not fall into the water. Um, but now there's only three of them who are going to catch up to you next round. Uh, that brings us to... The other Abeleth's turn. Ah! Jeb, the Abeleth dashes straight down from above you. Um, so it was 80 feet straight up, which is why it was still out of sight. Dashes straight down towards you. It's going to try and intercept and wrench at, uh, Larodith off of the Rote. Um, are you using any reaction to interrupt it before it gets to you? If it doesn't attack um, the two hit... I can I can cast shield and add some armor class to that. Can you do that to other creatures or just to you? Because it would be attacking Laredith. 
Well, so it says to me, but like we're we're on a mounted situation, so that might be a little weird. The spell specifically says to me, though. Okay, I think it doesn't apply to Laredith then. Okay. Um, so the the Avaleth's going to attack Laredith. It's dashing straight down. Here's the roll. <laughs> of course, you can't see it. There we go. That's only a four on the die. Um, it's melee is plus six, so that's a ten. Uh, Laredith, being an avatar, has a higher AC than ten, even beat up and lashed to a horse. So the Abeleth attempts to wrench Laredith off, but basically it either mistimes it or Laredith does something. Uh, there's some something that happens and it almost phases through the space you're in. Like the tentacles don't quite connect as it attempts to reach out and lash you and it spins past. Um, however, it has made a full U-turn and you can see that it fully intends in future turns to pursue you vertically. So it is... Right now, it is even basically with behind you. It can't take another attack action this round, but it will continue chasing you in the next round. And that is its turn concluded, which brings us to Savage Tempest, who's continuing to sneak with Fox. Um, Savage, are you doing anything else other than continuing to sneak with Fox? Um, I'm trying. I don't think I think I'm just going to keep sneaking. I'm going to keep like keep an eye on the guards at all times. Just make sure no one's like looking out for us. Obviously, I can't really conversate with Fox because I've been reminded that like I I'm literally spewing out bubbles too if I still try to speak. That's um, true. So I'm just gonna kind of like keep nodding my head like for yeah forward, um and moving on. I guess I can't I still I'm trying to think if there's any little thing I can do. No, because I, I think we'll be okay. We're kind of like crouched and sneaking around, so I'm just going to keep keep on sneaking with Fox. This is the turn where the three private security mm. groups will um, catch up with you and may or may not overlap uh, your location. The I three believe. of them are running towards the two of you. You like, you know, slow down extra much and kind of hunker down into what you hope is a little patch of shadow and the dappled moonlight reflecting off the metal surface. It's not perfect. You can see some of the light illuminating your jaw. You're really not sure what's going to happen here. The moment builds. The tension begins mounting. I add a die to the tension pool to reflect such a thing. And you see them approaching. Their boots are getting closer. The click, click, click becomes a clang, 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 echoing on the steel blast doors as these three guards approach you. You can now make out the fact they've got handguns that are at their sides and they've got rifles in their hands. Fox, you recognize these as the rifles of Ice Shard that you've encountered before. They are not fun to be hit with. They continue moving towards you. They're now almost even with where you're literally laying down, holding your breath, hoping to just blend into a patch of the shadow. They pull up even with you. One of them looks over towards you and his eyes glance right over the two of you before they continue running towards Owlin, who is a sprinting oh. barbarian that they can see just beyond you, like just further back than you. Um, yep. So Owlin, obviously you see the three of them coming, which is uh, convenient because it's your turn next. You have 30 Great. seconds. They're going to reach uh, you this turn so you could enter melee combat. Great. Alan is going to first start out uh, with bubbles escaping his face. Uh, just, you know, trying to make the most the biggest distraction possible. Just trying to get all these private security units to go to him. So he's like, bum, 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 bum. and then as he gets within melee combat range of them, he 
rages, his ethereal wings. I demand uh, a role-played bubble rage cry. No, that's that's the thing. His wings uh, come out of his back. He raises his scimitar, and his his bubbles goes from and then now he's uh, he's gonna double attack uh, what whatever first private yeah, security goon he comes by. Okay, uh, roll to hit. Uh, yeah. First one is uh, a 16. A 16. Attacker wins in a tie. You hit. And second one's a 21, so that one will hit too, I assume. All right. They are both against the same dude. Sure. Front dude. Yep. So that's 6 plus 10 is 16 plus 4 is 20. 20 damage. Between the two weapons? Like between yes. two hits? Uh, yeah, added them together, it's okay. 20. So they're running towards you. The first one reaches you. Alan activates his rage and just slices through the first guy. The first hit spins him around, and as he's being spun, Alan cuts out his legs from underneath him, and he falls backwards dead. Uh, are you doing anything else this turn? Uh, I mean, he just he just ran, raged, and attacked, so he okay, can't do so anything else. Turn. Great. Yep. Uh, that will bring us to the remaining two. There were three of them. Uh, now there's two remaining <laughs> private security goons. They both have a turn to attack Owlin. They're going to raise their rifles of ice shard and take some shots at you. The first one rolls a nat ah! 20. Oh, dang. Which confirms. Oh, first dang. one rolls a confirmed nat 20 against Owlin. Uh, and he deals, sorry, I'm looking up the damage because I, I didn't for some reason have it in front of me. Oh, dang. Yes. Oh, dang. Okay. So you take this much piercing damage times two for the crit. So that's Half. eight. So it's normal because of okay. my rage. Great. So you take nine points of piercing damage. Okay. And then you take this much cold damage times two for the crit. Eight times two is 16. 16 points of cold damage for the crit. Okay. Um, and that's that guy's attack on you. And he's now going to step back. Basically, he's just trying to keep himself out of melee range of you now that he's like entered a fight. So he's using the disengage action to keep himself out of melee range. The if, if Alan could say coward, he would, but he would just say, Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> the second private security goon is going to roll to hit you. That's a three on the die. That, that is misses, not going I, to I do guess. it. Yep. Um, the second one is looking at his friend who's just been like, or his comrade who's just been like sliced up and he's like trying to give him medical aid, which obviously won't do anything, but he's, you know, he's got to check. Um, Mm -hmm. So he's crouched down there checking. He's also, because it was such a low roll, he's put down his rifle, though he still has his handgun, but he, you know, put down his rifle to check the pulse of his buddy. Um, And that's the scenario with them. The third private security goon who remains is the one who fell further back. And so he is not even either with Savage and Fox. He's not past them yet. And he's not reached Alan for combat. That will conclude the private security goons turn. And bring us to Jebediah Peppermint, who is underwater on a rote that is climbing for its life. Uh, so we've already climbed 200 feet. You sure and have. At the, end, at the end of my turn, Zonday is going to go another 100 feet. Am I seeing the top of the water yet? 
Not it's with two your, rounds. Uh, not with your thirty foot. Your thirty foot visibility is changing to a sixty foot visibility. Um, but okay. You're not, you're not seeing the top of the ocean yet. Oof. That's in Jeb's mind. He's like, oh, that's some. Okay. Well. Okay. Um, and uh, do uh, that other abolith is behind me still, right? Yes. So the one Aboleth you momentary stasis is way down there behind yeah. you. You've lost him. The other one is immediate distance behind you. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. In his mind, he thinks evasive maneuvers and magic missile at this joker. Let's okay. put some, put some pain in his brain. Chat has added the third tension die to the tension pool. Because of course they would. Because of course they would. Um, and you have used magic missile, which just hits, so we don't need to roll to hit for that one. How much damage did you do? Oh, that's max damage. So that Ooh. is three fours plus what do you, 15 force damage. 15 Ooh. force damage. Shoo, shoo, shoo. 15 force damage and the gaping maw of the Aboleth at immediate distance from you opens in a silent shriek of rage as you see like little it's almost like little dimples like push into its skin a little bit as the different force because it's magical force damage so the force like pushes into its skin and you can see it kind of ripple across its serpentine body. Um, the multiple rows of teeth stare back at you from the maw as it silently rages and roars behind you. Uh, the next turn is Larodith's turn. Larodith continues holding on for dear life. She's really not participating in the fight. Um, and then we're back to Zothkug, who, if I recall correctly, Zoth, you're still just chilling, right? We're not at the point where we roll for a random encounter for you. No, nope. this is turn three. Um, Zoth is sitting down. The little mist that swirls around your legs just continues swirling by. And uh, Jeb, what did you have a question? Him? Oh, you're I right. I don't know who that is. Big guy. Big guy is up there <laughs> doing his thing. No, I had a little question. Like at the end of my turn, Zonde shoots up another 100 feet. So we're at 300. So I can prepare for my next turn. Like, do I start to see anything mm -hmm. on the next, like after that 300? No. Okay. You have more than two and less than seven turns before you uh, hit the surface. Love to hate that. Uh, <laughs> and that. Okay, so big guy's turn has ended. Then there's frozen Aboleth, who's too far back to matter. Brings us back to the top of initiative. It is Fox's turn. Again, Fox, there's one more private security goon who fell and is getting back up, and because they're now like assessing the situation ahead of them, I am going to give them another perception roll to possibly see you with your stealth of 15. Um, so what are you doing with your turn? Um, if it helps at all, um, am I on the side in between uh, Savage and the goon. Sure. All right. I'm going to change my skin and hair color and clothes color. I'm not going to change what they are necessarily, but I'm going to change the color to be like a metallic color to match what we're on top of right now. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So you're just trying to make yourself like chameleon. Yeah. Mm. Um, okay. That's fine. 
you give it your best shot. I'm not going to give you like an actual change of your role for that, but you're that's that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool for you. When the DM is like, cool story, bro. <laughs> yeah. Love that for you. Um, well, it's just that you can't also change Savage's like look. So it's well, not yeah, really yeah. hiding the group of you, but it is a cool idea. <laughs> now so, they just Foxy. see me. Great. Yeah. Now they just <laughs> attack Tisa. Um, all right. That's your turn. Um, which brings us to the Abeleth who's immediately behind Jeb and got hit by force damage. It has, you know, using its full um, move, whatever, it's able to get within 20 feet of you. And so it is going to reach out and attempt to enslave Jebediah. Jeb, I'd like you to make a wisdom save as you hear in the back of your voice, I know where Violet's soul went. Don't get me punk. This is it. I'm out of stuff. Yeah, I just granted a boon. Chat oh, granted we'll, a boon. We'll come to the boon in a second. What'd you roll? I rolled a four. For a total of for a total of eight. The DC was a fourteen. Um, the positive spin, the complication that doesn't resolve a conflict, but changes the scene that I'm going to offer to the group for your consideration is that as Jeb's mind is affected, he kind of freezes up a little bit as it like the reprogramming takes over and the rote rides out from under him, meaning that Larodith and the rod continue rising towards the surface without him. And Jeb is plunged back into the water, falling towards the Abeleth. How does the group feel about this twist on the circumstances? Quite peculiar indeed. Mm. That's, I mean, that's better than like, that's better than taking control of Jeb and then being like, all right, bring him, bring her back. Yeah, uh, I agree. Is that yeah. an acceptable boon? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Jeb, you are enslaved by the Abeleth and you feel the rote ride out from underneath you and continue rushing vertically. Um, however, Jeb, you feel completely at peace because you know that soon you will be taken to see Violet um, where her soul is so that you can help lay her to rest. That's the narrative of which you are convinced. That's the peace that, you know, the, the Abeleth has convinced you is, is going to happen. Um, so that's what oh chat has also redeemed players pick a boon. So that's a second boon. Um, I'm not going to change the thing that has just happened, but you can pick another positive twist on the circumstances if you want players. Mm. Um, big guy comes back early. He bonks his head I on ice. Like, I I intentionally did not. <laughs> I intentionally did not. Uh, participate in the acceptance of the previous boon because I didn't want this to I didn't want to influence what happens to Jeb. But since there's a second chance um, I feel like Jeb has resisted this enough. Like like the Aboliths have been relentless in trying to take over his mind. And he's succeeded enough that he knows what it feels like. And when he felt like it started 
to break his last contingency plan kicked in automatic because he he paced for 15 minutes in the circles in there thinking of contingency after contingency after contingency and as as this last one kicks in and he's like in his mind he's like Zonde is going to last for an hour it's not relying on him he like left all of the instructions and everything with Laredith on on what to do and as he feels his mind let go he has almost automatically put big boy and his blunderbuss and the amethyst lodestone into Laredith's hands and then lets himself drift off it's a twist on the circumstances that works in the favor of the party and does not resolve the conflict of the situation so it meets all of my requirements how do we feel as a group about it that's perfect to me mm-hmm. 100% I love it okay so, I love to hate it uh, Jeb now weaponless packless just a mole with a coat fluttering lightly above him you are suspended in the water the it's not really a fall what you're doing it's just sort of a float maybe five feet of drift downwards as the aboleth you know is is coming to again it's 20 feet away so it won't reach you this round but um it has enslaved you and begun whispering sweet nothings into your mind well sweet somethings really Mm. um if we're honest with ourselves and that concludes the aboleth's turn and brings us to Where are we here? Be me, right? Yeah, I think it's Savage. Savage. You're right. All right. Savage's turn. Um. So, <clears throat> so I know that. Uh, I can't really like speak, and I also know that like Fox also um kind of concealed himself. So this is what my what my, what I'm about to do is probably pointless for <laughs> what Fox did, <laughs> um because like. We obviously noticed that Alan is under combat now, right? Yes. Okay. Um, where are the are the goons set up to the point where if I were to turn around and look, are they like in front of each other? Is one like off to the left and one off to there? But like the angle I'm at, could I protect? Like, you is there a chance for? Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> no clap. I, I was going for a Call of Duty save there. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. So. I'm going to do is I'm going to go for the one that's standing immediately up because it seems I could probably see from here. The guy looking down is the one that's going to be the most, uh, the easier target at the moment. Um, I'm actually going to take a shot to help Alan. And then, um, yeah, no, I'm going to take, I'm going to go ahead and do that. I'm going to take a shot at the guy that's standing up right in front of Alan and take him out. That way, Alan has a better chance of, uh, one V wanting the other guy. And let me get my dice. I need to get my. I can reach that right with that shot. Yeah, you can make that shot. He's not okay, that far behind you. Word. Um. So to hit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hit for an eight. 
uh, an eight is not enough. So okay. you, you pull out your long gun, you take aim, but you're also trying to be hidden and be aware of Fox. And the, there's one private security goon who hasn't quite passed you yet. You're trying to keep all the details in your head and you take the shot and it gives this, you know, this, this kind of loud pop and it doesn't connect. You miss Alan. You see oh, a shot no. whiz wildly over the shoulder of one of the two goons you're fighting. It is Alan's turn next. So okay. go ahead, Alan, and take well, your turn real quick. Oh, one okay. question. Yeah. Um, I do have the extra attack thing, but would I have to reload first in order to use the extra attack? Yeah. And that would be a whole turn? A reload is an action, so since you're not moving, you can fire and reload. You just cannot take another shot this turn. Okay, so I am going to reload before my turn ends. Okay, that's fine. Cool. Okay. Um, and that brings us to Alan's turn. Alan, you've got 30 seconds. Uh, okay. <laughs> Alan is going to... Oh, there goes that. Alan is going to... Uh, seeing that Savage is like going after that guy like shooting at him and that guy obviously probably noticed that he got shot at and is going to be turning that way he's going to go for the guy that's closer to, to Alan's going to go for the guy closer to him which I believe was kneeling over the other guy trying to tend to his wounds yeah medic buddy yeah Alan's going to attack him that guy's he's basically gonna, prone you have advantage great um, like he's going to he's going to do his bonus action attack first okay uh one of them is a 19. The other one is an 11. So I assume the 19, the 19 hits. hits. Yep. Nice. Man, um, it really sucks then, to work for these guys. 12 damage. <laughs> 12 points of damage. All right. And this guy on the ground, shink, you just kill him. He falls on top of his, his dead comrade. Okay. Alan is going to use his move action to get to the guy that Savage shot at and then use his two remaining attacks to attack him with the scimitar of speed. All right. Nice. Go ahead and roll those. Did, did the medic guy even attack it at some point? No. Alan did we is, just kill the protagonist from Hacksaw Ridge? <laughs> <laughs> uh, first attack is a 25. Uh, Second hit. attack is a 16. Those both hit. Let's go. Nice. Let's go. Total damage is 9 plus 10 is 19. No, wait, no. Sorry. 4 plus 10 is 14 plus 4 is 18. 18 points of damage. Okay. Um, 18 points of damage. This one also falls dead. Alan is just cutting him down. Alan is, is his eyes are laser locked on the guy on the private security goon that fell over and he's ready to go next turn. Uh, Alan's eyes are laser locked on that security goon as that goon raises a rifle to an unaware Savage Tempest takes aim and Alan's going to try to ward him, but bubbles just got out of his mouth. Wait, wait, the one that's behind the one that fell behind is looking at me. Oh yeah. Oh no. He rolls to hit. That's a nat 20, 20 on the die. No. Confirm. Does not confirm, just a hit. Um, so we did establish I was in between T-Sav and the people. <laughs> but you're like T-Sav took like a knee to make the shot, though. Right? Oh, is, so is he's, that how he described it? Okay. Yeah, I guess. I think so, yeah. yeah. T-Sav, anyway, T-Sav, T-Sav, T-Sav is, is, is stand, like standing such kneeling, Yeah. so he's more visible. Okay. I'm not going back on it now. T-Sav, you take... Uh, I was about to say, I hope I don't get collated. <laughs> <laughs> nope. T-Sav, you take 
two points of piercing damage. And then you take seven points of cold damage. Okay. And that's Ow. what the shot does to you. That guard who shot at you, seeing Alan coming towards him as well, is going to um, run like he's backpedaling basically and um, bringing up the rifle like to he's kind of getting ready to engage again in the next round. He has moved to the point where Alan, it would take a full dash for you to get to him. Um, oh, dang, I mean, just rage is going to expire. Move. Okay. And my that man's concludes. just like, whoa, bro. Yeah, that concludes this guy's turn. He's <laughs> unless, he's alone. Al- unless he hits Alan first, Alan will either lose his rage or get hit, and then he'll keep his rage and be able to get right. Um, And you all, the other thing you notice is he reaches up to his shoulder and grabs a small obelisk of some kind and seems to talk into it. You're not sure what exactly is, is going on there. Um, Yo, the guy walkie talkies. That concludes oh, his turn. And brings us to uh, Larodith, who is riding upwards on the rote, gets another hundred feet, and is being pursued by an Aboleth who's fallen behind to 30 feet, but 30 feet is still enough rage for it to try and use one more lair action. Uh, it's going to cause the water to surge in a grasping tide and attempt to yank the rote and uh, Larodith riding it down. Jeb, uh, or Wash, on behalf of the Rote, I would like you to roll a strength saving throw with a DC of 14. Okay. I'm on dice. I believe. That is a natural 20. That's Plus a three if it matters. natural 20. But that is a natural 20. I can and confirm as, it. As any, Not confirmed. As any but. science brain like Larodith would know, in in momentum, you know, every force has an equal and opposite uh, reactive force. And so as the water is forced away to pull towards the Aboleth, the Rote pulls through and into the resulting slingshot upwards, and it gets two rounds of movement for this round as it begins rushing towards the surface. Um, well, continues rushing towards the surface. I shouldn't say begins. Um <laughs> And that brings us to big guy. Big guy's chilling in the astral sea. Round four. Yo, big guy. The yep. astral sea smells pleasant. It smells a bit <laughs> like cotton candy. Um, we yummy. Move, we move from the astral sea back I, to. I, go ahead. I don't know why, but I just love the idea of like, yeah, crazy shit happening. People all being mind controlled. <laughs> you know, galactic scale. You know, crazy stuff going on. And then just, by the way, um, back to you. It smells like cotton candy. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm on the highest of galactic scales there could possibly be. Dude, my man's so high right now. <laughs> He's very high. In a literal sense, he could be looking down on you right in this moment. Um, yeah, I see all. <laughs> and smell all, evidently. Yeah. Um, okay, so that happens. And it brings us back to after big guy. We're up at Fox top of initiative order. Fox, Fox 30 seconds on the clocks. Well, uh, I mean, this kind of ruins uh, my plan. Um, I don't know if I really had one, though, to be fair. And, and you don't know uh, that you have any proof that you've been seen. <laughs> can I like, yeah. gesture towards him during his turn? No, probably not. No. 
You can talk to him, but you can't. Well, well no, you can't actually. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pull out my short bow. Okay. And um, knock an arrow, but then move away from the conflict on my back, having the arrow drawn and ready. Having the arrow drawn already, trying to move away on your back, you're gonna get like five feet of movement. Like, yeah, struggling a little. Basically, like back inching. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So you get like I'm five feet of using distance the one from leg. Yeah. I'm using the one leg I have. Yeah. Okay. So you get a little distance between you and Savage to nope. move away, and you've got your short. Are you actually attacking or are you holding the attack? I'm holding the attack. Okay. What's the trigger like action? What will trigger uh, your attack? Anybody who appears to have noticed me looking at me or giving me any kind of attention that I is unwanted. Got it. Okay. You know, they can say hi, but the second they start, you know, catcalling me. The second they ask about your car's extended warranty, where they tell you they're 23 and a half years old. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Uh, So Fox gets an arrow ready. Alan, you notice this, but it doesn't seem to you like the private security goon has noticed. That security goon's looking at you and Savage. Like his eyes are bouncing back and forth between the two of you. Okay. Um, And it also makes it... Savage's turn. All right, all right, all right. Um, and there's only one security goon left, correct? Just one. Just one. All right. Um, I basically, I've already, I've reloaded. So, oh wait, how close is he to me? Uh, like thirty-ish feet, forty feet, something like oh, that. Oh, so feet. not 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 enough for like a melee. You could do a move action and a melee. Yes. It would be your full move action and your melee. You could do that. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and do that just because okay. Fox is technically still hidden. as far as you know, yeah, he's still hidden. So, in order just to make it look like it's just Alan and I, cool. Um, because I'm gonna change that up. I'm gonna go ahead and um pull out my sh- my short swords and then dash towards him. Okay. For you that don't attack. need to dash, you just need to move. So that's okay. when you still get an attack action. Go ahead. So I'll do the first one, and then the second one. Where's my freaking thing? So the first is going to... First is going to hit for a uh, 20. So 12 plus 8. Yep, that hits. And then the second sword's going to hit for a t- 28. <laughs> uh, yes, that also hits. <laughs> 28. All right, so then, <laughs> and then, um, let's get up here. The first one, damage wise, is going to do uh, seven damage. And then the next one is going to do 11 damage. All right. So you, like, mess him up. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> okay, good, good. You, you slice him. So I don't have to use anything else. No. However, as you kill him, slice him and that dice weird him. obelisk on his shoulder, you hear a couple voices go back. Sniper's almost in position. Oh, crap. Oh, uh, 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 uh. Damn it. I guess at this point, I don't think you I... You gotta look for the sniper glint and counter snipe. Yeah, but I say, I'm about to, like, I can do, I can do a bonus attack. Because, like, my two-weapon fighting already lets me attack twice with the two weapons. Josh? Yes? Um, can I roll perception really quick? Does no, my bow catch on fire? Oh, my turn's over. Oh, Does crap. your what? Yes! Does oh my gosh, it does! 
You touch a bow, which is flammable, and it catches fire. Oh, no. And so does your arrow if you get to oh. that, too. So he's no longer hidden. Great Things point. are on fire. Yeah, he is I'm no longer gonna, he's holding some fire. Oh, I'm going to toss that immediately away the second. Roll dex to might. toss it away without taking any fire damage. Okay. I I did a good 18 on the die yeah. plus, yeah. You toss the fire away and the, yeah. the glow of the fire. Okay, chat just said it's Firefox. Um, you, you toss the bow away and the burning fire distracts the, the private security goon, which is how Savage like Fs him up so quick. Um, nice. Okay. Like, guys follow the fire and Savage just slice, 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 slice knocks him out. Um, I didn't think about it. Yeah, no, that's a great point, though. <laughs> And that ends Savage's turn and brings us to Alan Wadrier. Uh, actually, it doesn't. Chat has just put the last die in the tension pool. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time to do, 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 do dice. That's how that works, right? <laughs> All right. I have cleared the tension pool. What it means, we'll never know. Um, Alan is going to... Um, see that that last guy is dead. He's going to look to the edge of the the sea door. Uh, are there any more four guys or any more? Not four guys. We're four guys. Are there any more security <laughs> goons? Um, what is what's the what's the exit strategy looking like? It looks like there's a now tighter, more like a phalanx than a watchful perimeter. And you see a lot of maybe six or seven of them are taking a knee and looking towards you with guns, like guns kind of trained in your direction on both sides, like to your left and right, basically. Okay. You are pretty confident that you are at a very difficult range as long as you stay in the middle of the blast door. Like it, it's still a long okay. shot, but, um, but they do be this looking. Is a, okay. Out of, uh, uh, this is a Jacob question to Josh. Uh-huh. How do we call in that dragon favor that we were given a long time ago? Remember that? I remember that a dragon said he'd owe you a favor. I guess you would have to ask him for it. Like you'd have to go to him and be like, "Hey, I'm calling in that favor." He didn't give a he, he didn't he didn't give like a little like object of power that we could throw up in the air or crush or press nope. a button on. Sure didn't. That's inconvenient. Oh. This would be a good time to use it, I feel like. Um, okay. Hmm. Hmm. Wait. Who who ended up taking the stick? Did I take the stick? Yeah. Okay. I think Fox has the stick. Okay. Um, Alan is going to catch up to Savage and, and Fox. And, uh... Literally just uh, his his rage ends, by the way. Um, he's going to momentarily forget that he has bubbles for words. <laughs> he's going to catch up to Savage and Fox and just like put a put a hand on each of their shoulder and go. And then just go like, ah, oh, crap. Like, and then hopeful that someone would speak in bubbles because Savage has been doing it this whole time. I'm going to I'm going to like nod back at him and just be like, oh, yeah. Uh, and that's that's Alan's turn, I guess. Yep. He's still formulating a plan. Alan's turn ends. Laredith racing towards the surface um, reaches the the point where she can see the surface of the water, leaving behind 
the Aboleth now out of range of its like actual abilities, although maybe a lair action could still hit her, but it's out of lair actions for the moment. Um, racing towards the water when Jeb, you hear a voice in the back of your mind and it very convincingly tells you that it would be a lot easier for you to get to where Violet was resting. If you weren't trying to concentrate on like all this magic stuff, you should just dispel that steed. Oh, let me check. I don't know if it can be or not, but it's asking you to like the Aboleths also yeah, don't know that I'm, I'm checking the spell. I don't think it's concentration based specifically. The spell ends if you use an action to dismiss it or if the steed takes any damage. Got it. So you um, can dismiss it. I can dismiss it. And so it winks out of existence and a little ways beneath the surface. Laredith begins almost cartwheeling forwards. Like she's got a lot of momentum. The steed was still rising at an incredible rate through the water. And I'm going to roll her a wisdom save to see if she's able to orient herself um, vertically to make the most of it. She is not. So she's not going to get a whole nother um, 50 feet of movement out of it, but she'll get like 30 feet more of drifting upwards. Is there any indicator? Chad has just granted a boon. So we're going to maybe rearrange so that she gets the full 50 feet of movement as she like swoops well, upwards what do you guys is think it, is there any indicator to us on the surface that this is happening do we see this can we hear anything that's no. a great boon um so no. maybe as the magic winks out of existence there's like that's a bunch of water that was being displaced that isn't anymore by the beast so maybe there's a big bubble that like whoosh, bubbles up to the top of the water and grabs Ooh. your attention and looking down through the water in the very like shimmery amount of moonlight, you can see something that is not tentacled moving up towards you. Some kind of humanoid form is in the water kind of drifting up towards you. Okay. Can I, can I ask a question? Yeah. Can I, can I be the kid asking about the homework when the teacher almost forgot? You can. Is a Benz a thing in the D and D in this in this world? The Benz is a thing in the D and D world, um, but I was choosing to overlook it until you asked about it. I, I had literally <laughs> considered it and written it off. It will be the next complication if we roll one. Um, I don't know what that is. It's yeah, a scuba depressurization problem. Yeah, yeah. it's a what? Sorry. It's a scuba injury. It's not good. Oh, it's a, it has to do with water pressure, pressure, air pressure. Got it. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, I can explain it to you later, yeah. like more in detail when it's we'll tell more you when you're older. No, it's okay. I just didn't know it was called that. I know what you're talking about. Okay. Oh. <laughs> um, so that concludes Laredith's turn and brings us to Big Guy's turn. Big Guy, we're going <laughs> to roll five. to see if anything in the astral sea comes upon you. Uh, hmm. The odds in the wide expanse of the astral sea are 27. If we roll below a 27, then uh, a wild beast comes across you. Okay. It's a 20-something. Oh. 28. Oh, my God. What are the freaking odds? I guess they're 1 in 100. 1 in 100. (laughs) (laughs) There we are. Uh, So you're there kind of taking it all in. 
And then you see in the distance a shape just sort of moving, floating, drifting towards you. It's hard to tell what walking is versus what strolling is versus whatever. And it's as it's getting closer, you realize it's really, really tall. Uh, it will reach you in the next round and it seems to have a travel speed somewhere in the neighborhood of like 60 feet per round relative to your own travel speed. It's really tall. Like we call you big guy, but like this is a really big guy and you sort of get the sense that maybe some clouds are swirling around it as it's walking your direction. We cut from there back to the material plane where uh, we have reached the other Aboleth's turn. He's deeper in the lake. He's going to stay deeper in the lake. We skip him. We come up to Fox. Fox, it's your turn again. Your bow just caught fire. There you are laying um, on the ground. <sighs> With no bow. I'm, I, I, yeah, I'm just kind of like, well, I'm here now. <laughs> Um, and I look up at the two people making bubbles for, for <laughs> mouth noises, and I'm just, I, I don't even know what I can do, so I'll just lay on the ground and stay metallic. As you look up at the two people who are making bubbles for mouth noises, beyond <laughs> them in the sky... You can see maybe a little star twinkle, maybe some, and it just for a moment, it reminds you of big guy. You're not even sure why, but you just see a little glint in the sky and it makes you think of big guy. And then that glint is obscured by something large and winged as it flies back into view over, over top of you. And we cut from Fox to the Aboleth closer to the surface that is pursuing the, um, the avatar Laredith, it races towards her, but even with a full dash action, cannot fully close the distance this round. It is right next to her, though. Owlin looking over the side, and anyone else who looks over the side of the metal thing, you can now see an Aboleth racing upwards through the water towards the the avatar, who is now like rushing upwards as fast as she can swim. Um, and that brings us to Savage Tempest's turn. Hmm. Um, well, so we can all see clearly, like I can look over the the thing and see like, yeah, you could see that if you looked over the, the edge. Okay. 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 Um, and all right. So first things first, cause I know that's crap. I'm going to do a, uh, I guess a perception just to see like, cause I want to, you know, I heard the snipers. So I want to check to see if there's anything trained on us right now they seem to all be trained on you they're just kind of holding fire and waiting for you to be in better range hmm um knowing that i'm like already a target i'm going to actually uh see wait because oh wait so is the surface of the water how far is that from where i'm at uh 300 feet down good lord so when they get to the surface is there anything they can even do to get out like, is there any like a wall or hill or anything? Um, are they I just kind of like you're in, out like, in a... the middle of the ocean? So if they come straight up to where you are, then like there's just 300 feet between you and there. Good lord, you might be able to get them with some rope or something. Much. I don't know. I don't. Do we have three? I mean, I have a rope. I just don't know if I have 300 feet of it. 
I think you Alan, get 50 feet in like the standard. If you, if, pack. if you start, if you're starting to like look at your rope that's in your pack, Alan's going to like not affirmatively and bubbles are going to come out of his, come out of his mouth <laughs> and then like gesture that he has rope also like, okay. That's, yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do two things. So as I'm going to hand my rope over to, um, to Alan, because it seems that him and I are coming to an agreement on what to do as we're spewing bubbles. But <laughs> also during this turn, I'm going to take a shot at the Aboleth. Okay. Um, even though it's down in the water, I'm hoping because I'm shooting straight down that the it doesn't really like the yeah, gravity like, help it reach. Not as much of a yeah. thing. It'll sure. kind of just like the gravity will kind of make it drop straight down to the point where it will keep its damage. Sure. Um, um, yeah. Here's here's what I'll offer you. So, um, the, I won't change the Abilus AC. I'll let you roll the shot normally, but mm. if you roll a one, like if you, if you crit fail this, you're going to hit the avatar. So oh. if you're comfortable with that risk, because the avatar is, is above the, the Abilus. So if you're comfortable with that risk, go ahead and roll. It's only a one in 20 chance. Um, but if you, if you roll a one, you're going to hit I'm the rolling. avatar. All right. He's doing it. Let's go. All right. Savage is so a marksman. You don't I got, got a 15. Fear. I got a 15. You got a 15. Chat has added a die to the tension pool. You line up the shot. Time seems to slow to three heartbeats. On the first heartbeat, you close your left eye, looking down the sights. On the second heartbeat, you hold your breath. The third heartbeat goes, and in the space between heartbeats, you fire. Your missile lances down into the water and by inches misses the aboleth slides over its shoulder a warning shot off the bow <laughs> that's bad um well I'm, and then i'm gonna end my turn by reloading okay you as reload a, as you take a shot into the water menacingly okay because i can't i can't attack again yep. unless it's uh my a few a few shots from the the edge of the lake go wildly overhead of the group as people realize like you're shooting into the lake at something so that they probably should stop you but they're not actually rushing out to meet you okay um, it is alan's turn alan is going to take savage's rope tie it to his rope how many feet of rope did you have savage I had I, I had only fifty, I guess. I have also so fifty, so now it's a hundred. Alan is gonna tie tie the rope together. He's gonna take out his artificer's tools. He's gonna like frantically like look like he's just like scraping something across the entire like as much of the rope as he can. The rope is gonna start to glow. He sees from what it sounds like before, it seemed like the like the Moonstone Dragon's coming back. Is that what that what we that what we that what, yes. that what, that what we saw? Alan is gonna like start swinging the 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 glowing rope around to try to get attention, and then drop it down, like kind of like throw it, like hold on to one end, but throw one end to kind of like point. Hey, you need to go down there, big dragon here to help us, like. Like, um, what would Alan to the do dragon? if he started that and realized the rope wasn't glowing? Why is that? Oh, shoot. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> he's not in range of the Rod of Seven Parts. How many times? Because is a bow on fire nearby? Everything. There is a bow every, on fire nearby. Everything. Okay, Alan's going to tire the fire. No, that's going to light the rope on fire. Uh, <laughs> just have Fox touch it. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't want to. Okay, yeah, okay. That'll yeah, that'll be a signal. Yeah. Alan's gonna gonna bring Alan just the, whips the end Fox of the rope. Hundred feet away, yeah. just whips Fox. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He he no he, he picks up the rope. He just has he like touches it to Fox's like forehead. He doesn't care. He yeah. just touches it, swings it around like a match. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> swings it around to get strike attention. on anything, and then and then does the same thing. Throws it like over the edge to signal, hey, go like they're down there. I have this entire scene described. This scene as very dark and dimly lit. So if a burning hundred foot rope, I'm not going to have any role for Andromeda, the silver star to see that. Okay. She cool. sees that and understands that you want her to go to the water. Although she doesn't fully understand why she, you know, gets the communication and above you, we'll just enter her into the narrative now. Cause it's cool. So this is her new initiative role. Um, but avatar or not avatar Andromeda, the silver star folds her wings and dives like a Falcon, except that oh, she's a gargantuan nice. dragon. Um, 300 feet Flash. from head to tail of beast and magic and fae wildness rush towards the water and she's able to cross the whole space in the dive this turn but the actual meeting between her the avatar and the aboleth is going to be the next round 300 feet of dive is a really fast move even for a dragon so that's her turn and she's in the initiative order now um Larodith, for her part, seeing a dragon rushing down towards her and the firelight above her. Chat has granted a boon. We'll come back to it in just a second. Larodith, seeing the dragon rushing towards her and knowing the Aboleth is behind her, is going to um, rush towards the um, surface as fast as she can. She makes it just barely to the surface, so her head bursts through. She, like, gasps for breath but she can't make it any higher. The dragon is right there. She's trying to like reach out towards it, but she doesn't have the strength to even do anything besides treading water and floating in place. She's floating in place as we move to big guy's turn. Big hey. guy. She's, she's floating in place with all of Jeb's belongings strapped yeah. to her. <laughs> no kidding. Um, big guy, it is your turn. Uh, I just see the giant. Yes. All thing moving towards me. Uh huh. Uh, I honestly probably think he's he's just like tripping and is just like mesmerized. So he's just like sitting still wide eyed and staring at this thing. <laughs> OK, um, it walks towards you and the closer it gets, the more detail it comes into. Uh, it is huge and it is muscular with light skin and hair of blue. So it's Alan. Sort of, I guess. It's got blue hair. <laughs> Alan plus eyes. big guy. It wears a proportionate toga, and it is staring down at you from fully 20 feet up in the air. And <gasps> it looks Wait. down at you with little wisps of clouds swirling around it. And I'm looking for its alignment to see what they spawn as. Okay. Um... And looks down and it says, Do you speak giant? No. Okay, so that's all it says. Uh, What languages do I speak? Sorry, can you speak common? (laughs) If you're going to come to this plane of existence. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, um, I'm just going to continue to look up at it. Um, I... Don't know what you said. Do you speak any other languages? 
uh, as chats boon, I'm going to make this a giant willing to parlay and you can roll, um, <laughs> what do you roll to be friendly? Roll charisma with advantage. Um, cause charisma is like your shtick and it's not my shtick. Well, I guess wisdom is your shtick, but yeah. Charisma Ooh, is your charisma. Wisma. I got an 18 and a 16 <laughs> with a zero modifier, so an 18. Uh, 18. Okay. It looks down at you, and it obviously hasn't understand a word you've said, but it goes, Shandoman. And then it crouches down uh, so that it's only 10 feet above you instead of 20 feet above you, and it reach and a huge hand reaches towards you like it's going to grab you but instead it stops just shy of you and it goes Shnando. I hold out my hand <laughs> it, it it reaches it was indicating like you know that you're small with its hand with its two fingers oh. pinched near together it reaches down and pinches your hand that you're holding out to shake with its finger and thumb and <laughs> The grip is like iron. It doesn't like break bones, but it like, you know how it pops your hand when someone grabs yeah. it just there. It like yeah. pops your hand a little bit. <laughs> and we cut from there back to um, back to the the lake and all the things going on. So it's Fox's turn. Uh, I'm going to um, be like Alan. If it helps, I'm going to roll over and not touch my backpack and just point at it. <laughs> rope. There's rope in there. Alan's going to look back at him and... Bop, 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 bop. <laughs> I don't... I'm not even looking. I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm just... Tell me when I can do something. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here. It's the Aboleth's turn. Oh no. The Aboleth closes the distance to Laredith and attempts to ensnare her in a grapple. Bad roll. I'm, I'm bad, roll. Dice bad roll. Bad, bad roll. Bad roll. Bad roll. Bad roll. one, no bad way. <laughs> <laughs> You're too slow. And the Aboleth rolls. That. It's a five on the die. So that's a total of 11 that Laredith no needs good. to be. Come on, Laredith. That's a 14 on the die for Laredith. Let's go. The Aboleth reaches up to ensnare her in a grapple, and the water around it displaces as it puts some of that poison mucus stuff in the water, that green film, and Laredith like spins in ways that seem impossible using some kind of strange physics and inertia understanding of the properties of water as she gets herself out of the way and like stays just shy of it. And at that moment, uh, Savage gets a turn. So she's oh, inched out of way. There's a moonstone dragon plummeting towards them. And the Aboleth is now also at the surface of the water. Having missed its oh. grapple, it's up and next to her. Okay. I would have laughed if you had been like, um, she rolled a 14 and she has a negative four modifier. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've already noticed that the sniper's on. Can I how many can i see how many exactly are trained on us 
Uh, sure. Or just kind of like a, a handful. Like, is there like I want to know how how many uh, how many bullets we're going to be like, or how many missiles or, and or projectiles? Ten on the left and ten on the right. Ten on each uh, end of the blast doors. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um. Hmm. Well, that could be too much. I didn't fun. think we were so popular enough that they could train on us. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I mean, we're entire I'm like, I'm really, I'm like really hoping that like Zoth comes back soon because like I, 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 who's er, that? Sorry, big guy comes back soon. <laughs> like I can really, there's two big things that I could do to help the situation if, as long as he was here. But and for now, I'm, I guess for now, I'm still gonna focus because it seems that the snipers aren't really, um, really firing upon us yet. They're just holding their ground. I'm gonna go ahead and, uh, aim another shot down the Avalith now okay. that it seemed to be a little bit, now that the Avatar is not directly in front of it, it's kind of off to the side as you had explained, right? Yes. Okay, so I'm now I'm going to go ahead and no, I'm going to go ahead and take a, another yep, a clear shot at the uh, at the Avalith again, so we're going to go um, I'm going to hit for a 15 15 you take another shot at the Aboleth as it races towards Laredith, misses its grapple, and leaps into the air, all spinning tentacles and round, sharp teeth uh, leaping forwards towards you. You line up the shot, and as the dragon whooshes by and the air thing displaces you a little bit, you shoot just a little bit to the side, and another missile slides past the Aboleth and into the water, and you do not get the hit. Um, well, real quick, is the Aboleth, you said the Aboleth is now midair. I mean, yes, briefly. It's going to fall back in. It's not like it's flying. Crap. I was like, no, it just missed a grapple. It. This is just narrative flavor, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just, I'm just trying to figure out. Okay, never mind. Okay, I guess I'm going to end it again by reloading okay. and looking. I'm going to look back at Alan because he's clearly watching me throw, and I'm just going to shrug my shoulders with the bubbles coming out. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Alan holding a hundred feet of rope on fire. <laughs> he's like, he just shrugs his shoulders, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um that makes it Alan's turn. Yeah, Alan doesn't know Alan uh okay. Alan's going to delay his action. What he's going to do is if as soon as um the moonstone dragon has grabbed Laredith, which is he presumes is what is the attempt of what's that's the only way that this works. Right. Um he's going to hold an action to essentially once she's grabbed Laredith to signal, try to signal once again with the rope, if there's still enough rope left. Um, and if not, he'll use Fox's rope that Fox signaled to him earlier um, to signal to to um, the dragon like, hey, you need to pick us up, like get us here. We're right here. We need to go like you I need to get us out of here. How does one signal that through a flaming rope? Once again, spinning the rope around above his head like, hey, get over here. <laughs> you at um, least have the attention of the dragon for sure. Exactly. You can't tell if she's understood everything. Yeah. Um, so so that's what he's doing. OK. Does that make sense? Yes. So that's the action okay. you're delaying until the dragon is climbing again, like flying out of. the Yes. Ocean. Great. Yep. And that brings us to Andromeda, the Silver Star's turn. The Moonstone Dragon races down towards um, towards Laredith and extends a talon and goes for a similar grapple. I'm going to make the DC a 10 here. That's an 8 on the die. Let's see what a Moonstone Dragon strength mod is. The reason it's a 10 is because she's not opposing. 
So it's not like a fight. Um, it's just trying to catch her arm, basically. Moonstone dragon. I lost that stat block when I was looking up cloud giants. <laughs> uh, okay, well, with a plus six to strength, I think uh, Andromeda is going to pull it off. And so Andromeda, the silver star, grabs Larodith by the arm and with one huge flap of her wings that sends ripples of water pulsing out in every direction and blasts the Aboleth 10 feet back, she races skyward again. She sees Owlin spinning the rope over and over again, signaling. And, and then if she sees that, he's going to try to be like, here, here, <laughs> like. <laughs> and yeah, she, anyway. she flies up and lands with a, with a crunch on the blast doors, her wings flaring wide and waiting for you to, in some way, affix yourself to her, I guess. Hop on. She's there waiting. I, yeah. I don't know if Alan has any action left, but if he does, he's going to try to hop on. Uh, okay. Is everybody else going to try and hop on? Because this we can just do as a group. Don't, don't no. forget about me. <laughs> I guess so, at this point. It's half movement to mount. I researched it. Yeah, is anyone going to bring Fox? Is that happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah I guess I'm going to go grab Fox. <laughs> we, we, can even, we can even both try to help, help Fox. Like, okay. And then also there's a realization of where's Jeb and where... Well, I, no, Alan's going to assume probably that, that Jeb is somewhere in the grasp. Um, but where's Zoth? You mean big guy. Where's big guy? Big bubble. I don't know what you're saying, man. I... Listen, I guess it's, but it's also it's like one of those things where like we just gotta go, like we do just gotta go. Yeah, yeah. we got. It's like we, we just gotta get out. We are leaving. Yeah. All right. Well, our goal is to get Fox on board, take another uh, like gander real quick to see if 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 Zoth or or Jeb is anywhere, and wash, if not, we just gotta go. Wash roll a d six for me on an odd number. The clothes that they're wearing are flammable. Ooh. Alan doesn't wear no clothes. Okay, you're right. Well, so it's no, only Savage who's in danger of this. <laughs> oh no! Rolled a three. All right. I was about to ask if Larodith was flammable. Um, well, you haven't touched Larodith. Larodith, Larodith is in the grasp. But yeah, not he's a dragon in the talons. Um, okay. So Savage, when you go to help Fox, your jacket erupts into flame. Oh no! Take. <laughs> I'm going to whip it off real quick. Take five points of fire damage as you rip the jacket off and Yay. stop helping Fox. Owlin, who is naked, doesn't care, or mostly naked. Yeah, Al Owlin is just Ian's taking Fox. Him over. Um, just so touch, get, touch me on my arms or something where you can't... Don't touch my bare skin. You get Fox to the dragon. Um, I will need strength checks from all of you to hold on to the side of the dragon um, on, your, on your way up. Nat 20. Woo. All right, you're Is able that, to hold on to the dragon and you can pick one person to ease the task for before you know Fox. what they rolled. Okay, so you've got Fox really <laughs> secure and um, yourself. I rolled a 17. Okay, Savage is also able to hold on to the dragon, no sweat. Um, the dragon's wings flare out and on the next turn, assuming she's able, she will launch into the sky. Um, that brings us to Larida's turn, who's just you know, maintaining position, basically like she's, she's in the grasp of the dragon. That brings us back to big guy. Big guy. I'm going to pull out a ration for myself and a ration for the, I'm going to look like pull out a ration for me, look down at the ration I grab for them and grab a second ration and hand them two rations. 
I love it when when the rat that I just found shows up, starts speaking rat to me and pulls out a crumb say, and offers me a crumb. This is like <laughs> this is like when my toddler walks over and hands me a Cheerio. <laughs> <laughs> With the most sincerest eyes. Yeah. You can tell it means something. And then I'll just demonstrate and eat mine. And it slowly, it's going to take its full turn to slowly rear back its leg. Like it's wondering how far it can punt you, but it take, because oh. it's so much bigger than you, it's a full turn action. So like you can see it happening and you'll get a chance to react before it actually swings its leg forward. It doesn't seem angry or like <laughs> aggressive or whatever. It's just like, I wonder how far I can punt this tiny thing. Um, I, <laughs> this is a very funny <laughs> parallel scene with the very first <laughs> combat of our D&D session where Zoth almost or Fox, someone almost punted a rat. Um, okay, we cut from Cloud Giant who's just reared back with his foot to Fox, Savage, the, 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 the clan. Um, you're all holding on. The Aboleth gets one more move before the dragon can take off. The Aboleth's move is going to be... Give up. Flop like a fish on land. He uses splash. <laughs> this decided isn't worth it today. And order out. <laughs> these are some. These are some options you've said. Um, <laughs> he uses tail wag. Got to bolster that defense. No, that's hard. Oh, the Abeleth is going to. What are the two? The Aboleth is going to use its last lair action. Oh, the no. Aboleth is going to psychically rage in all of your minds. So all of you, including the Moonstone Dragon, will need to roll a DC 14 wisdom save as the Aboleth tries to basically Babe. paralyze you mentally. Ain't paralyzing this one, like 16. Man. 15 on the die. Okay. What are we adding to this, or is this just a wisdom, wisdom straight wisdom up? Safe. Okay. Laredith oh succeeds, and um, from Moonstone Dragon. 17 on the die, so I have 20. Okay, you succeed. The Moonstone Dragon got a 9 on the die. Yeah. Oh, no. Please be wise. Please have a lot of points in that, yeah. Please, please be lots of wise. Plus 6. 15 Ooh. total. Oh, nice. Wow. Uh, and so... As you all feel the rage of the Aboleth building in the back of your minds, the dragon whoosh, thrusts its wings down and launches itself up towards the sky, which brings you out of combat initiative and leaves us with only one thing to resolve as we cut back to the astral sea where big guy is looking up at a cloud giant that has just swung its leg back. Can I try and dodge out of the way? Uh, sure. You just gonna... I love the way you said that. Can I try and dodge out of the way? Um, yeah, so if you use your whole it's turn... like you're asking the giant, like... <laughs> you, you use your whole turn for your dodge action, and we're gonna turn that into you getting to roll a dexterity save to get out of the way of the cloud giant's foot. Okay. And that's what it'll be. So instead of an attack, we're gonna roll a dex save. And the DC will be whatever the Cloud Giant's attack will be. So here comes the attack roll. Cloud Giant's roll. 13 plus its 
melee, which is just strength. <laughs> Strength's a lot. DC is 21 yeah. to avoid being kicked. I the, got uh, 16. The giant actually won first place at the kickball tournament. How <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you know? The, the giant punts you. Oh, dear. And um, Fox is going to roll 3d6 to figure out the distance and feet that you are punted. I don't like this. That is a seven. Seven feet. You are punted seven feet up, and with a trajectory of seven feet up, you're probably punted about 20 or 30 feet over. So mm. you get some pretty good height, and you take 2d10 of fall damage. Ouch. Um, you're assuming you're still conscious, which I think you are because you, you drank tea. So, yes. of course, you're all right. So you get punted, and you just whoosh, wisp off into the into the distance from it. It leans over. It's still like it's 20 feet tall, so you're really not that far from it. It walks no. over and has a look like it and it bends over you and it goes. Ronda. I, I just repeat uh, the same word. Just repeat the same word. <laughs> <laughs> I just hold up two arms like this, like, oh, and show them whatever bruises that I have. Um, it. Chad has added to the tension pool and it leans down and it inspects your bruises and it seems satisfied. It's like, mm, mm, run, I'm a good oh. kick. <laughs> uh, it is your turn. I don't even know what to do at this point. In 30 seconds. No, I deserve to win that kickball turn. I'll just take take the, the take the dodge action and just keep watching in case it tries to do it again and hope I do better. Okay. <laughs> the giant sees you it. like looking wary and tense, and it goes and looks like excited to play a game, and then it reaches down with a big meaty hand and tries to grab you as you're moving around. Every time it moves, it displaces little puffs of cloud, and then reaches down and tries to grab you. Um, make another dexterity save. And How many it, turns does it take for him to get back to the normal plane? He's got two more. more. I am tracking them. Two more. Yeah, Holy two more cow. After this. Uh, I got a 15 this time. The giant got... Not very much. Is that a nine or a six? That's oh, it's a ten. I'm sorry. That's Aww. a ten on the die. Um, the one is wiped out. So ten plus six is sixteen. Ten plus eight. Sorry, eighteen. It got an eighteen. Uh, well, uh, it wins. Okay. So it reaches down to grab you and successfully like snatches you off of the ground and holds you up. So you're now probably fifteen feet up in the air and it's looking at you and brings you in close and just like. <laughs> <laughs> And like it's trying to figure out what to do with you. Your turn. Um can I hold on. Yo, when the toddler shows up and gives me an Oreo, the first thing I think is how far can I help <laughs> <laughs> this little <laughs> This is a little kid. Can I, I um, I'm bring me just one Oreo. <laughs> I'm going to cast Vomiturgy. Okay. Um, and it's one of the effects. You create an instantaneous sounds that originates a point of your choice within range, such as rumble, thunder, cry, or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I'm just going to do like some gentle wind around its head to maybe just soothe it a little bit and just like, eh, like that. It like it, it looks so surprised. It's like 
And it like it just like can't make heads or tails of this. It's still holding you. It hasn't put you down, but it's now looking yeah. around very confused. It kind of takes a few steps to the side to see if it goes away. And when it doesn't, it like looks confused, takes another couple steps. Um and that is the that's its turn. I mean, that's what it's doing for its turn, is trying to figure out yep. what you're doing. Um, it is your turn again. I'll just keep kind of doing that for fun. See okay. if 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 his demeanor changes and hopefully he chooses not to throw me. He gets angry and tosses you a <laughs> yeah. spike. Um okay. We're gonna roll for his demeanor. Um Jeb are or wash are odds or evens a positive demeanor. Like which ones makes it get mad? Yeah. Um I think it's a positive thing to be odd. Okay, so, so. evens will make him angry. Yep. That's a six. This is like me oh. in the morning. He he seems to put it together that a uh, big guy might be doing this. He looks at you and his eyes and he like chucks you away like this is not good and you fly oh. through the air another 30 feet another 2d10 oh, of no. fall damage for you as you big whoosh through the astral sea. How much damage? Thud down on the ground. It's 2d10, 2D10 of force damage. Oh, do you want me to roll that? I do. Oh, I was going to say, like, roll for demeanor. And it's like, that's how I feel every morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. I didn't roll that high. Um, and you take this fall damage as you land. Oh, wait. Interesting. Okay. What? The scene is, the scene is weird. As Zothkug reappears where you teleported to from... The Moonstone Dragon's Lair. Does anyone else realize why this is a problem? Yeah, because but what other choice did we have? No, no, no. Because that blast door was ripped off of the ocean. So you appear 300 feet above the astral sea and begin falling. Oh, no. Did we did we seriously get teleported on that one first and then move to the other one? Is that yeah. what happened? Yeah. Dang. Okay. Uh... uh... I can't do that. Uh, oh, I can do that again. Okay. We'll be Aboleth buddies. It's just you and me. Little guy and big I need guy. To see something. Check something out. Right <laughs> Honey cops. Best friends forever. Serving the Aboleth. I'm going to add a die to the tension pool. Oh, Princess okay. I can do this. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> hey, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> so um I'm falling 300 feet you are okay I see this happening and I'm going to how long does this last okay I'm going to cast summon celestial oh no I'm not that level yet dang it we haven't long rested um, I'm going to cast until uh, the resilient sphere again Did you... <laughs> okay <laughs> have um, we come up with a ruling um, I know you said you were going to decide as far as fall or... damage for yeah. this one, I'll 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 give it to you as no fall damage. I'm still not committing to that as the ruling. I just don't want to slow us down with mechanics right now. Okay, so we're doing the I'm same thing we did last time for this one. Yep. So um, you begin, and Chad has removed one of those tension die from the tension pool, so we can just. Uh, whoops, that's not it. Give me the die. There we go. Get out of there. Um, okay. Hey. So Chad has removed a die from the tension pool. You cast um, Otto's resilient sphere. And those of you on the dragon, you look down as you race away from danger and you see big guy poof 
into into existence 300 feet over the sea and then summon a weird sort of energy sphere around himself as he plummets towards the water. Alan uh, is going to attempt to bubble talk and and like gesture. There's no need the to yell. I can understand you. Oh. Alan's going <laughs> to think really hard. Zo- or a big big guy is down there. Can we please swoop down and get him? Oh yeah, I wonder what he's called. And she turns around and swoops <laughs> down towards um towards big guy. Big hey, guy what did you gonna, know? Big guy is going to hit the water first. So there's going to be a one round here where the Aboleth might try and do something. Although big guy's inside his resilient sphere. Um, That's very resilient. And big guy, I think we've determined that sphere is opaque, right? So you can't see anything. Is that what we've determined? Oh, I can't remember that. Was that intentional, chat? (laughs) Chat hits you with a bane? Sometimes GMV is a wild card. That is true. He's pretty wild. Your sphere's opaque now. Okay, that's fine. uh, Chat grants a boon. They they just cancel each other? Spicy out there. Yeah, they cancel each other out. Um, Whatever the whatever the rule. Or do both things happen and whatever like we get. Sure. Let's do both things. That's a way more interesting scene. So you poof down in the water. It's an opaque sphere. You can't see anything. All you know is I've come to rest on the surface of the water. And for the moment, this bubble is preventing me from sinking beneath it. Um, Outside, something that will tweak the circumstances favorably without resolving them is that um, on the way uh, as you rush down towards it, Alan is able to position himself in such a way where he could grab Zothkug. If you could get through the sphere, he can't see through like you're able to weightless. So he can just pick it up if he wanted. Sweet. Uh, okay. I've Alan's got big hands. Um, so, so Alan's going to roll a strength check with disadvantage because it, it's a big sphere and you only have one hand to grab it with to try and basically scoop it up like a beach ball. And like, <laughs> I'm just going to bring this with me. Um, and that's disadvantage. That why would you do that? Because I mean, to hard. be fair, you're trying to one hand like you're trying to one hand a basketball, but it's yeah, palm it, Alan, yeah, palm it, just palm it. Okay, so the good roll was nineteen, the bad roll was nine. Oh, nine's not gonna do it. It you forgot the team. like bounces off. Um, chat has increased the tension pull. We're back up to four, um, and yeah. So Alan, you try to palm it, but your hand like bounces off. The Winston Dragon is like, do we really have to save him? Like, they're going to start shooting. Alan's going to think really hard. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to roll one attack on behalf of the swarm of of private security goons. Uh, one to five. No hits. A um, and then every increment of five is one hit. So a total of total possible of three hits on the dragon. That's a 13. So that's two hits on the dragon. Dragon takes. That's a that's 2d10 because those are the two bullets, the two missiles, if you will. Uh, There's the first d10, one damage, and the second d10 is get out there is three damage. So four damage from that. And then four D eight of cold damage. Sauce. Oh, uh, that's thirteen. Oh, that's the spicy sauce. <laughs> that's the spicy sauce. 
plus yeah, this, 11 chili is to 24 plus Okay, so that those are some shots that hit oh, wait, wait. Andromeda. Now, does Andromeda have cold resistance? No. Oh, okay. That would be that a white dragon. Um, I would like to use Chronal Shift to make <laughs> them reroll that if I had a character. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. Hey, he's not dead, as far as we know. Um, the okay, so you get another shot, Alan, to or roll your strength dead. save. And is or it strength at, check? I should say. At, is it normal? No, it's the same. It's, it's disadvantage. still disadvantage. Wait, yeah. it's worse. Okay, Alan tries again and misses again. Um, Alan's gonna think really hard. Don't you have a free claw? Um, Fox, did you say you wanted to try something? Yeah, um, we we have Lairdith right near on mm-hmm. on this dragon. Yeah, Lairdith um, is gripped in one of the claws, so she won't fall. But yes, do I do I notice that she has Jeb- Jebediah's backpack? Probably not dragon, from within we? the claw. Yeah. You're like riding okay. on the side of the dragon. You know Zoth is there if you plan on using a spell. Or a uh, big guy. No. No. I didn't think that far. <laughs> I, get, I don't think I, mean, I can. Is the only thing to do to sweep in and try again? Like, Unless I, you give me another thing you want to try. That's all you're trying. Um... That was an 11 on the die to hit Laredith again. Or not, um, uh, the the dragon. Um. Uh. When does the when does the when does the sphere expire? I guess whenever Zoth dispels it. Um. Concentration up to a minute. So either a minute expires or he gets a signal to dispel it. Uh. Yeah. Zoth. It's getting bumped and buffeted. I don't know what you will make of that. Uh, through it because Alan tried to whack it and grab it. Um, you probably can hear through it. It says nothing, not physical objects, energy, or other spell effects can pass through the barrier in or out. I don't know if Alan has anything that'll that like he. I don't know if he can do anything else. I think there's probably just this. You just got to pull it can off. He, before can he, the can dragon he take it? Okay, okay, okay. Well, no. Did I see? Dumb. Did I see the dragon when I started falling? No, because you summoned the the ball right away. Can Savage okay. shoot back at the other goons like sure. while they're on the dragon? Yeah, you can okay, take a shot cool. Can can Alan take an extra risk? Basically, have no, standard roll on the strength check. But maybe he has to roll some sort of other check, like Constitution. Like, like maybe it's like okay, he's gonna try to use two hands and uh, like standard roll on the strength, but like has to roll a Constitution check to make sure he holds on. Like, make sure he stays. Like, he doesn't go down with Zoth. I don't know. He could try that, but I think it would be dexterity would be the save. I was trying to avoid you saying that word, the D word. <laughs> Sorry, um, <laughs> but I guess minus one is better than disadvantage. So, um, yeah, he's going to try that. He's going to try to use two hands. Okay. Roll your strength check to grab the ball. Strength. 22. Mm. 22. You grab it. Now, deck save to get you, like, to keep your balance on the dragon. More friends for me. Four. Four. You grab the ball, it rises just a little bit out of the water, and then you overbalance and you flip off the side. 
Alan plunges down towards the umbrella. No, can, can Alan? Can Alan? Can he, is he hold? Can he hold the ball? Can yes. he stay afloat with the ball? Yes, Alan is floating on the ball. Chad has granted a boon. I'm going to give Savage a reaction to grab Alan, like to snatch him. I grab my foot. Nice. Yeah, I was about, oh, I was yeah. about to ask. I was like, what happened to that rope that we? Um, You can pick strength or dex, whichever of those you want to roll. It's a that save. Okay. 25, baby. Savage hanging on by one hand reaches down and grabs Alan by the leg. Alan with both hands wrapped around a black sphere of energy is dangling beneath the dragon as it raises up and begins flying up into the air with some kind of strange carnival chain hanging off its feet. Um, (laughs) The snipers are going to get one shot at the group of you. And they're going to roll at a disadvantage because you're like moving really quickly and they're really far away. And um, that's what's going to happen. That was a well-timed boon chat. Oh, I forgot yeah. to turn on the camera. There's I the first roll. Shots, but I don't miss and my bros. There's the disadvantage. Let's go. Disadvantage makes it a 10 plus 3. So 13. Does a 13 hit any of your AC? No. Nope. I'm in a sphere that can't be damaged. Fox? He's Sorry, 14? 13. Oh, 13. <laughs> 13? I'm, I'm thinking real hard right now. Uh, 15 is my armor class. Okay, so it they do not hit any of you as the snipers are taking shots, and Andromeda launches off into the distance, and Jebediah falls behind. On that Big note, set. tonight's Dungeons & Dragons session comes to a close.